Welcome to the IFNZ Podcast, home of the baked potato. You like what you hear? Check us out on our website, ifnzpodcast.com. As well as our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ifnzpodcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review for the show. It really helps us out. And as always, enjoy the show again. I, I don't know. When it's a nice day, maybe it's summer, maybe a holiday, maybe Fourth of July, maybe those spring movies just came out and you'll love the Adam Fiddler. If you feel it, you'll see. take a moment and listen to the IFNZ podcast. Welcome to episode 72 of the IFNZ podcast. I'm Shad. I'm Justin. And this is the end of the year as we know it. And now the year as we know it. How are we doing, you ask? We're doing great. Uh, it is the... <laughs> <laughs> it's the very last episode of 2019. So it's been a great year. It's been a wonder. There's been a lot of good stuff that's you come should, out. You should edit in a recap. It's been a lot of media. Right no, don't tell me to do that. <laughs> that... That's a lot. That's my new favorite shtick is just to ask you to edit in things. Because you know, once it's ever, like, once it's, it's never going to get edited in. That's a, I, I gotta, don't expect it. I go like, but a, if it happens, I'll be really happy. <laughs> like I'm, I'm always going, okay, how am I going to do this? <laughs> I'll just put like a word from each episode since I started add, editing. You can add reverb to the end of the year as we know it that we just did. Yeah. Okay. I might. Or I might just cut out all this and nobody will even know. Nobody will know. <laughs> um, so there's been a lot of good things that's come out, a lot of good media. Mm. Got a good meatia. This year we didn't rate as many things uh, in the meat scale as we did in 2018. I know. Uh, we abandoned the I meat scale. I blame myself. You did? You do blame yourself? Always. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, before we get into, because essentially our, our plan is to kind of walk through the, the best things, in our opinion, that came out in the different media categories mm-hmm. that Some we do. Some would say we did this last year. We did we or at the beginning of this year? Yeah, we did it. We did it. Um, but what I think about it was us? On the top three. We're going top five this time. We did top five. We're balls deep in yeah. this bish. I almost, I almost texted you was like top ten question mark. Oh, but you that would have been a lot. It would have been. I would have not have had the movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is uh, what? What about us? Like, what has changed about the IFNZ crew? And the IFNZ podcast the in the crew? last in this year, yeah, the crew, the the the, the people that make up this world um, of IFNZ podcast, the IFNZ theme song. We have a theme song production. Now. We An do have a theme, theme song. song. Yeah, um, we've done a lot of bonus pods. This year was the bonus pods. Uh, like uh, one we most did of our bonus pods came from this year. I think a lot, majority okay. of them did. And then, we did uh, eight, right? Mm-hmm. Total and, then, and from the beginning. Yeah, and then uh, I think we only did. I think we only have done like one or two last year, and then the majority like of them six are from of here. them this year. And then uh, we upgrade our audio quality. The most uh, the most listened to episode was from this year, which would be the the Matt Jackson bonus pod. Oh, that was the, this year. UGC. Yep, that was this year. Wow. That was in like May, I think. Still our most listened to. Yep, still our most listened to. You tell me that uh, the uh, as nasty as they want to be didn't I did not didn't. did not even cross <laughs> the threshold of of the amount of listens. I think we got like forty on on as nasty as they want to be. That's good. It's was... getting up there. It's got a ways to go, but it's it's getting up there. I, well, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've got a lot of feedback from different people about it, as nasty as we want to be. Yeah, they loved how real we were with it, and they loved how personal we went ahead. <laughs> it was just like you guys. Uh, it was uh, Bryce Boyles yeah. at work. I was just, he was just like, yeah, was, you guys just don't care. <laughs> and I was like, no, we didn't at all. He's just like, I like that. <laughs> That's and, funny. Uh, I haven't talked to Bryce in a long time. Yeah, I see him every almost every shift. He still have an like awesome uh, D-drum drum set? Probably. Okay. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. 
He had a really good, a really nice drum set. He did. For a long time. Um, what else happened? We it's a new theme song. We got the 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 episode formats changed a couple different times yeah. throughout. We the, keep changing the, it up. We keep yeah, keep it fresh figure, and fresh. Trying to figure out what we're wanting to do. We even talked about trying to change up a little bit for you guys in 2020, uh, 2020 yeah. seeing if we if we want to go with a different format. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of change there. Um, we sounds uh, like we need to get Matt Jackson on again in 2020. We impeached Donald Trump. We impeached him. We impeached him. <laughs> Me and you. We did it. Can we voted. It was two people. We both said yes. It <laughs> he's happened. Gone. It was, it. It was, he's not gone. Yeah, he's not gone. He's still here. Quicker. He's, he's not going away anytime soon. No. Um, yeah, I'm excited for 2020. Is there anything that you're looking forward to in 2020? Uh, probably at least seven more ch- format changes in this episode. <laughs> if I have anything to say about it, yes. Uh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for uh, a couple of different things I know that we had talked about and discussed doing. We had potentially talked about at one point in time making a pilgrimage. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll see if it happens. I've got another idea if that one doesn't come through. Um, episode 75, live episode. <laughs> It'll it's totally going to be in 2020. <laughs> Um, lining up to be a good one. I've heard whispers that maybe uh, As for the Rest of Us is getting back together in 2020. Don't whisper that to me. <laughs> I think our personally, I'm just gonna go out and say it on a limb here. We we the tip, new fifty two. We have <laughs> we have uh, we typically have a every twenty episodes we update mm-hmm. the theme song. Yes, I would like to propose that episode eighty would be propose our next update. Um, would be that we it, that'd be right, right? Yes. No, because we updated on fifty mm-hmm. last, and then we did seventy. Did Wait, we change what, on seventy? No, we we did fifty. No, we did twenty. We changed after twenty, and it yeah. was twenty to forty, and yeah. then we from forty to ten. Didn't 40, we do like forty we fill to in? fifty? We filled in with a gap, and then from fifty on, we've had the current theme song. But then I added the vocals on you sixty. The vocals on sixty. I think. On sixty. Yeah. Okay, so eighty would be around time for us to update this son of a bitch. Okay. And uh, I was thinking that if we that our first piece of music, as as for the rest of us rejoining in twenty twenty, might need to be. A full band version of the theme the song? theme song. It's got a full band version. There's drums in it already. Yeah, but like real drums, live drums. Not 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 programmed drums. You're asking me to do things, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm nervous now. Um, it's a, it's a thought. We don't have to wait. It doesn't have to be a, an eighty. Maybe a hundred. Hundred will happen in 2020. It will. So you, uh, we've talked about that too. Um, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm I'm excited for it. All things could happen. Um, I was thinking about you know if we don't end up doing a, a pilgrimage as far as we were planning uh, to maybe do even just something uh, different like a C two E two or something like that like up in Chicago that would be really take fun a train to up to Chicago yeah could do something hop like the that. L yeah hop on that L uh, I think it's the L but well I mean we'd have to ride probably like an Amtrak to get to the L yeah. and then we could hop on the L yeah. Absolutely. And that would be... Can you imagine riding the train and doing podcasts? Yes. Come up pod games. Once an hour, we have to stop and record a new game. Listen, so a um, couple other things we could talk about. I wanted to introduce how we could start playing Hangman during our during the podcast. Hangman? And Hangman and or Pictionary. During the podcast? Yeah, it's like a new like pod a live game. episodes or now? No, not, not today. Okay. Not on episode 72. I meant... Just in general, like yes. like live episodes yeah. only, or no, just whenever. Yeah, Hangman. You think we, we need if we live? If, if the, I we mean, need I, video. I just meant like the video content. That'd yeah. be fun to play Hangman with the audience. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Just in general. And uh, and I am honestly, um, I'm working on trying to get it. Keeps getting sold out. The new edition, the longest game version of Monopoly. 
Oh yeah. So that we can play that together on on a recording. Yes, that 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 should happen. Um, but we can do that while we're talking about other things. We'll just have like a long news talk while we're rolling Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's I'm, I'm game for that. That's that's all 2020. That's what people have to look forward to is like us playing long ass games of Monopoly and maybe a train ride. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. I'm excited for it. Episode 75. I, I I was tossing around the idea still of playing the uh, the one game where I go through episodes one through seventy four. I want it, yeah, absolutely. Um, probably not in the recent ones. Maybe I do like one through fifty or something, you know, just to kind of get it. And then we'll we'll uh, do we'll it. Do the, yeah, you got to do it before I started naming the episodes. Before you started naming, yeah, them? okay. So I'll I'll do some of the older episodes. Yeah. I'll find the ones that I named specifically, yeah. and we'll figure out what we were talking about yeah. at those. Uh, well, even those just before, shows. like when you were editing, like I was so hands off with things. Mm-hmm. So like any of those, I have no clue. The ones that we pretty, do, they should be pretty hintful filled. You honestly. would think, but like you got to you're like you're you're telling me that I have to know what we talked about in Partuken. Yeah, that it would be like, like that's what I meant. Like, why? Uh, but the whole point is not necessarily like, just where, where did Partuken where did came Partuken from? Came from? Like, yeah. like what? What was? What were we talking about that yeah. led to Partuken? And all I can think of is that my dumbass was thinking that you named it Portokeen, and I was yeah, like, you did. You thought that for a long time. <laughs> I'm trying to go back through some of that. Like, obviously, like episode one, we we know what that means because yeah. that's what it is. Reboot yeah. the franchise. Yeah. Is, is we rebooted the franchise? But then like Rumspringa. Rumspringa. Yeah, you, I mean that was you came up with that. Yeah, you, that was it. You I, but I mean? but what were we? Who was going on Rumspringer? Was the thing mm-hmm. was Scar, like Scar Joe's butt double. That was in the news. Mm-hmm. That was in the news. That was all John for, Stewart's Daily Show. Yes, that was. Were we thinking about content for the DC Do universe? Do you want to eat our food? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anything. Patty's mayonnaise. That you said that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. America's hottest export. You know what it is? Sperm. It is sperm. God, you're so good at it already. See, you you already got it. One of the wettest we've ever seen. That's still one of my favorite clips from the when I did the birth diversity. Yes. The clip show thing. Whatever you, yeah. Your impression of Donald Trump is one of my favorite things. One of the wettest we've ever seen. Stewie Griffin. The Tom Cruise. Yes. I actually referenced the Tom Cruise not too long ago. I was like, you know, a cruise with all Toms. Shad can't drive 55. Yeah. I talk about going slow. Did you? Yeah. In that specifically? Yeah. Phone boy. We talked about that. Dr. Carlos. That yeah. was when you got a doctor doc- checkup. Dr. Car- you remember who Dr. Carlos is. Hey, when your neighbor came... You're when the Gandhi of smells. <laughs> yes. When the when the guy came by... Jerry. Earlier. Was that your Italian fella? That wasn't. That was a FedEx delivery, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Jerry, though. Oh, does he? A little bit. Yeah. Whenever I opened the door, at first I was getting ready to say... Jerry! I was, like, I was getting ready to be like, Jerry? Like, come in. We're getting ready to record a show. We wanted yeah. you to come on. Come on in. <laughs> No, it was not Jerry. That was a FedEx dude. This is really late for a FedEx guy to be delivering because that was at like, what, 6 o'clock? It's on holiday, though. They got until like 8, I think, to deliver. It doesn't matter. still late for a FedEx dude. Sometimes you got to run late during the Christmas season. That's what they say. You want to get into our top meats, man? Let's get into my top meats. You know what's in my top drawer. It's my meats. We're doing video games. Video games and my meat. What? Let's just set, so... Video games. The year... 2019. 2019 it started January 1st. It sure did. And went all the way through yes. till January till January 31st. So that was over. No, December 31st. Yep. <laughs> and it's still not over. It's not over yet. No. Baby. I'm not over you yet. Okay. Is there anything that's coming out between today and December 31st that no. is of of worth? No. Okay. Cool. No. Just making sure that we're not going to miss anything great. No, we're we're full. 
Let's dive in. You're the video game aficionado in my life. Wow. So um, I'm going to let you go first. Really? We're going to go five to one. Yep. And then we'll just take turns. Five, four, three, so two, you, one. You go five, da, I go da, five. Da, 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 or do you want to do your well, top no, we'll five? Do, we'll do back and forth. Back and forth. Okay, cool. Back and forth. What's your top, your number five? My number five game is one that I actually just started playing this week. What? It is called Control. Ooh. Uh, Tell me about is, Control. This is the new it's game It's already from, top five? Yeah. It's that good. Uh, it's great. This is the new game from Remedy Software, the people that made Alan Wake mm-hmm. um, and uh, the Max Payne franchise and stuff. You, you're playing as a, uh, a female who is trying to investigate the death of her brother, and you go to this area called the Federal Bureau of Control um, in a building that is called uh, what they call the, quote-unquote, the oldest house. Um, and it looks just like a giant industrial building type of a thing that you go into. But the whole premise of the oldest house and the Bureau of Control is that things change constantly. It's very um, X-Files-y mixed with like Twin Peaks-y cool. in a way. The way that they kind of approach different things. What the did first this, thing, this come out on? Like I could play it on like PlayStation or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's on, it's on uh, everything. Oh, not on Switch. It's, it's on everything but That's Switch. Okay. I'm not saying everything. I usually mean everything but Switch. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it's it's been a really cool story so far. It kind of starts off with you exploring just these open-ended floors. It just looks like a business office in a way. Um, there's a janitor uh, named Ati that you that you meet up with, and he's he asking you you tell him that you're here for like an interview kind of a thing, so you can get into the building. Because mm. um, when you walk into the building, Salacious. the door is uh, open. And nobody's at the front desk. Nobody's in this building other than Ati that you've meet, met this entire time. Um, and you are slowly approaching the door of the director of the facility. And the first thing you hear is a gunshot. And you go in and the director has killed himself. And he's on the floor. The director is actually played by uh, the actor that portrays Max Payne and voiced by the same guy as well. Um, so you'll see like facial Mark, uh, in. Mark... Um... Marky Mark, Funky Bunch. Is not that Marky Mark. No, no, the actual Max Payne. Oh, um, remember he played Max Payne in a movie? He did in the movie for yeah. Max Payne, and it wasn't great. What's his last name? Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, the Wahlbergers. Yeah, look at them burger burgers. Um, I don't know where I was at with it. Sorry. Oh, the, 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 the director himself. kills himself, and then the gun is on the ground. Your brother is actually inside your head. So it, it has this weird. Did he eat like him a, in the womb? No, it's it's. Uh, she can hear him talk. Like she she knows he's dead, but she's trying to figure out how he died, where his body's at, kind of a thing like that. And she can hear him talking inside of her head. You never hear him at all. I There's see. no nothing other than you know that he's talking based off of this kind of visual cue that they give you on the screen. And it's kind of this weird, like circular, faded, like blurred effect that's on there. And that kind of lets you know that he's kind of talking to her. But she's basically just sounds like her talking to herself. And she's like, you want me to pick up the gun? And oh, then, she does respond. That's what I was going to ask yeah, you. Is she she responds to him talking. And he says something again. And she's just like, I don't know that this is a great idea. You pick up the gun. And then once you pick up that gun, uh, it made her the director. So she's now the director of the Federal Bureau of Control. Because only the director is allowed to pick up these objects. Um, and that's what the whole game kind of revolves around these oh, objects yeah. of permanent, I forget what they call them, objects of something. And all of these objects are, it's, it, they're paranormal in a way, not like spiritual paranormal, but they, they have these like supernatural abilities. And I'm talking about like objects as in like one of them is a carousel horse. Oh. One of them is like a fucking washing machine or a fridge. Um, and you and- see that like, they all have these different abilities that they actually give you. 
That's from deep. these like objects of like permanence or something. And mm-hmm. the gun is one of them. If you hold the gun, only people, the only person that can hold the gun, and it's not just like if you tried to pick up the gun and it's not meant for you, it's like Excalibur. Like you can't pick it up and oh, it just yeah. Like, she picks it up. The gun actually changes, and it becomes what the gun is supposed to be for her. So you can actually, because the gun is, you always use the same gun throughout the whole game so far that I've played. And um, it actually has like different modes. So like, it's like a big revolver kind of at first. And then you can actually upgrade the gun and it becomes this like shotgun, like a handheld shot, like sawed off shotgun. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like will move and manipulate and change and make itself look like something else too. So it's got this just weird, unique, different things that you could do. And like every, like I said, those objects that you find, um, like for example, the, this, the carousel horse, whenever I found it, it allowed me to be able to do like this boost thing, kind of like a Jedi, you know, like a little boost across the gap type of a thing. Oh, like a, um, like a big jump. Yeah. Like not just like a big jump, but you're like, like a big boost forward kind of a thing. Mm. Like you're using the force to make yourself boost forward. Yeah. Um, so that gives you, that gave me the ability to do that, do that. Nice. Um, there was a safe, like a, like an actual, like old timey, like safe, like a twisty safe. I don't yeah. know what you would call it. Um, yeah. Like a security combination, safe, safe. combination lock safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, you find it, touch it, and then it get, you get this ability to make yourself "quote unquote" safe. And you, she pulls up, uses the this telekinetic ability to pull up rocks and stuff around her to shield you from oncoming like bullets and stuff like nice. that and things. Um, and so these different objects like make the director get these different powers and stuff. So as you're going along in the game, I'm slowly, surely getting like different powers. And some of them, I guess, you can skip over. Too, because it's like off of a beaten path. That's the as I said. That's the cool thing about the buildings too, is because as you progress along the building route um, and you unlock these areas, the building actually changes, and it almost looks like like cubes falling into place. And the building will manipulate, and you'll find new rooms and stuff oh. like that. And the move, the building moves and changes because it's not it's not as big as it looks like, but it's like absolutely huge because everything changes into new rooms and stuff. Nice, but um, it's it's absolutely amazing. I've I've adored it. Cool. Very nice. That is control. My uh, my number five is no, it's not this. But uh, I've been playing God of War. That came out in 2018, and I really like that game. And I see what the big hubbub was about. It's fucking it, phenomenal. It's a really great game. Uh, I, I it has got me back into the game swing. You know, I've been Good. having a, a a game drought, if you will. How do you know how how far are you into it? Um, let's see. I you know like about the last got through the black fog. Okay, like what's that probably? Did like? you meet Did you meet Mimir yet? Who's that? Mimir. He's like the the head. Did you meet a head yet? Just like a head. Just yeah. a head, but no, not yet. Okay. No, well, he's not initially. I didn't want to spoil anything. I just no. I think that like I went. Mimir is like my favorite character. Once you get him, you go up to like it's supposed to be like a quote unquote tree of knowledge close to the top of the peak that you're trying to climb up at the end because you're trying of to... the mountain. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten to okay. very. You, you meet Mimir and, and he's he's he he's the smartest man alive. He knows everything, okay. everything and anything. Oh, and. Uh, the only way he's he's been uh, Odin has embodied him inside of a tree, oh. and the only way you can take him with you is if you use your axe to cut his head off, oh. and you strap him to your your, <laughs> your hip, and he talks to you and tells you different stuff. So whenever you nice. go in the boat, yeah, with your with uh with your son and 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 him, 
he actually tells you like all kinds of. Lore. I remember you telling me that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's fucking engrossing, and you like never want to get off the boat because the stories are awesome. Nice. And that voice actor is amazing. Okay. He's like, I'm Amir, the smartest man alive, and he sounds kind of like Shreky in a way. Yeah. That kind of accent, but he's just it's a fucking great nice. character. I love him. Yeah. I am. I'm definitely obsessed. I uh, I started playing it like two three weeks ago, mm-hmm. like probably right after we recorded last, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I have wanted to get back to it. I haven't been playing a lot of it, but yeah. I've, it's like that drive to go want to play yeah. it. It was what I was missing yeah. with the game. Uh, but that's not my number five of the year. I just oh, it's not. Is wanted, it an honorable mention? It's, I, yeah, I guess so, because okay. I can't really call it. Are we talking about games that came out this year or games we played this year? I, 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 I should have clarified to, this. I chalked my list up to things that came out in 2019. I did that, too. I, the only thing that isn't that way was the only thing I couldn't do, which was my comics. Oh, I But I made that the things that I read this year. Okay. And a couple of them, I think, are from 2019, but uh, cool. majority of them are older. Okay. But it was cool. just stuff I started really getting into Push because shizzle. I haven't read comics in a while. Okay. I kept pretty strict to the, to the 2019 releases. Um, I was just being mm-hmm. goofy about God of War. My number five is a little game called golf peaks okay. that i bought on the uh, switch yeah um it's a fun little a little bit i think i did yeah. yeah fun little puzzle game uh for uh for just you know i don't i'm not a big golfer but i am a big puzzle gamer and this is like a you're hitting golf balls and you got to go up and downs and you got different moves that you got to kind of move like a almost like a like card moves that you've got to go like this will hit you two spots this way and whatever mm-hmm. um but it's a, it's iOS and stuff too. It looks like oh yeah yeah PC. So I have enjoyed the golf peaks. Is my I like that? I, even though it's so simple and stuff, it almost looks like a weird, almost comicy gar- like art style yeah. to it. Like it, it kind of looks like the same art style that you would see on like a like Garfield. Yeah, and it's not like like I said, it's like you're using like card options where you're not like how far can I drag my my putter to hit it as hard as I can or whatever. But I will honorable mention a game that is like that that is a golf game called What the Golf. Okay, have you heard of What the Golf? I've heard of it, but I never played it. Um, this is a it's a I think it's just a mobile game. Uh, so what the golf starts off your uh, your first move is. To uh, you're kind of you pull back to hit the golf ball and it moves towards the hole. Um, that's the first one. The second one, you're doing the same thing, but all of a sudden your putter is what flies across the thing instead. And the ascent, the whole game is just uh, is it on Switch again. Uh, does it come out? Is it on Switch too? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I I played it on mobile. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say it says it's it's the same stuff like uh, same setup. Steam, Switch, iOS, gotcha. and Android. Uh, you're just, you're golfing with anything. Like you golf with, I think like a cow at some point in time, you golf with the, with the hole that the golf, the golf ball is supposed to go into <laughs> like the, <laughs> an onslaught of cars all yes. flying toward the, <laughs> and you just like, you just drag it back and it just like, like it border, just... borderlands used to have a gun that fired other guns. <laughs> like it had an assault rifle that you could shoot and it shoots small, like nine millimeter guns out of it. Just like would berate the enemy. Like it wouldn't do a ton of damage. Yeah. It's just a metal gun just hitting, hitting somebody, yeah. but yeah so that's my honorable mention but my number five is definitely golf peaks awesome all right well let me get back to my list oh my gosh number four death stranding yeah you would have thought it might have been higher i well mandy thought it would have been higher never know um 
Death Stranding has been an amazing experience thus far. I'm still not all the way through it. I'm hearing but... the word experience, though. It's more of an experience maybe than a game? Yeah. Well, no. I okay. mean, it is very much a game, but... I'm trying to, I'm trying to read into this. Here's my, four rating. Here's my thing with it. It's here's The story the is absolutely amazing and engrossing. The character acting is amazing, especially from Mads Mikkelsen. He's over the top carries it stellar not carries it because everybody's great in it. okay i mean norman's great in it too but i mean like his his acting is like just just as top notch as if you're watching him in a movie or a cool. show um and and he he delivers like it's it's great i always loved him as an actor and he's he's really really good in this um as far as the gameplay goes it is fun but the most rewarding aspects of it to me and why it wouldn't be higher are mm-hmm. the, the, what I've stated before. Um, like the delivery system stuff is kind of okay. I'm not a huge sucker for that kind of a gameplay type of a thing. See. I'm not like, like there's people that could play games like fucking Euro Trucker and stuff where you're like literally like an over the road trucker delivering shit. Yeah. That's not really my forte of things Farm to go Farm simulator. To. Kind of, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I meant. Like yeah. being a delivery man is not necessarily my forte. The story is, in, is, is great for it and everything. And yeah. I'll keep playing it to the end for sure. But um, what I've played, I've really enjoyed visually. It's, it's stunning. The music is probably, it, it, it's by far the best soundtrack of all of the games that have come out this nice. year for sure. Um, both the actual like orchestral soundtrack and the soundtrack like the bands that are on it it's, itself. Also, uh, like like music, music, music in it too. Like like uh, some some bands that are not so well known, like uh, like Silent Poets, all the way up to like Bringing the Horizons on it as well. Nice. Um, but musically, it, it, it's it's amazing too. But uh, like I said, gameplay wise, the most rewarding aspect to me is the. Uh, the the concept of coming together and everybody being able to help one another without I, actually seeing each other in the world. I like coming together. Mm-hmm. Me and Prefer you both, that. man. We we do that together with our our Jo crystals. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the concept of of everybody kind of coming together and 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 helping one another out without knowing it is is really cool. Like come. Um, going across the plains and then there's this massive river that you can't really cross without it being like a huge, uh, pain in the ass. And then somebody has actually built a bridge for you to traverse mm-hmm. and you can go back and you can actually like, like their bridge that you've done like in game, almost like a social media type yeah. of thing. And they gain likes and stuff huh. like that for it. Somebody will leave like it's a nice uh, bridge. You can, you can, uh, repel up a, a rock face of like a massive mountain to help get you, get you across it faster and yeah. take the faster delivery. Because if it's a delivery that's kind of like timed or you know, like somebody might need like, Oh, I need these blood vials. Otherwise this patient of mine will die, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of, timed your blood is gonna deteriorate or whatever in this case over the course of time oh, yeah so you go up to this rock face and somebody's actually made a means to put like a repelling rope all the way up clear the rock face so that way you can actually just climb up the rock yeah. face instead of having to travel all the way around it kind of a nice. thing so that concept has always been really awesome to me and i love that and i hope more games down the road whether it be kojima's games or other games just kind of adopt Pick that because yeah. it's really neat and unique but uh like I said, otherwise gameplay wise, it's it's okay. Um, it's not my favorite, but number four, pretty high up on the list. Yeah, there's a lot of games that came out this year. Absolutely. Um, before we move on to my number four, I want to point out that have you ever noticed that Star Wars, the yeah. movie poster you have up on your wall, yes. the lightsaber that Vader has, yes. has like a a a hilt, a hilt. cover thing. Yep. Is that what it's called? A hilt? Mm-hmm. That's not real. It's not in anything else but like just that promotional that art. Yeah. And that's the original promotional art too. It's wild. It. I don't know why. That's the way that that That's how they designed it. I mean that's at like that that's back in the 
you know, from years and years, like in the, even in the people 80s, are just people, drawing shit. Like, well, yeah, in the eighties, like their your poster art uh, and and before, like a lot of the poster art wasn't like a still of something it's not or anything like that. It's not, yeah, it's it's all just hand drawn yeah. a lot of times. So even like Back to the Future, I think was hand drawn yeah. on there too. Yeah, it's all uh, that one's uh, Drew um, Struzan. Okay, did did that stuff and like all yeah. the. The not that Star Wars poster, but like a lot of the Star Wars posters you see in like the Indiana Jones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's all Drew Struzan. He's yeah. good. He's good people. Yeah. Um, my number four is Yoshi's Crafted World. Cool. I, that's in my uh, that's in my honorable mentions. Nice. I uh, I only played the demo of this game. Oh, you didn't play the whole game. I own the game. Oh. Okay. But uh, I I've only gotten as far as the demo, which I think is like the first uh, world, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed this, and as someone who didn't play a lot of games that came out in 2019 and 2019, I usually play older games. Uh, not like old old games, but you know games that came out in previous years. Shadowgate's pretty old. Yeah, I didn't play. I didn't end up ever playing Shadowgate yet, um, but uh, I did play this, and I enjoy that art style. That like, I think they put a lot of really uh, like special time into developing how like the, the stuff's taped together, and the way that you see stuff on the backside, and what it's made of. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that about the uh, the craft or the the, the craft world, the the yarn world, the Herbie world. one, and the yeah. and the woolly world mm-hmm. with Yoshi. Like I really just I dig that. I think it's like it's a really neat idea. Everything that a lot of those the the team that's making that that those games are making things that are very very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. As far as like Nintendo goes, they might not have the biggest range as far as graphically impressive yeah. goes. You know, like 4K graphics. It's got ray tracing. Yeah. It's fucking gonna blow your mind yeah. balls out because it's so pretty. But I mean, it is still very it's it's pretty in its own way. In its yeah, own yeah. way, and it's quirky, and it's Nintendo, and it's it's adorable and 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 perfect as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when you always talk about like Nintendo does its own thing. Like mm-hmm. that is a prime example we'll call, of like we call that the Nintendo polish. Yes, exactly. They're doing their their own thing there, and uh, I thought that game was just a uh, really really good use of that polish. Yeah, absolutely. On that, uh, my number three is the Outer Worlds. Um, another game that I played starting not overly too long ago. Um, the Outer Worlds is the new game from Obsidian Software, the people that made Fallout New Vegas mm-hmm. and Fallout 1 and 2, the original ones. The yeah. ones that were the top, good ones. top down. Um, As they say. The good ones. Yeah, they were different than anything else. I, Fallout 3 was what kind of changed the format and formula from like b- the b- way that Bethesda made it yeah. into that, that first-person shooter um, that we all know and love now today, but this took that kind of uh, that kind of mentality that you know and love from Fallout New Vegas, and has a whole new world, whole new universe, whole new story. Um, it, it's absolutely massive and immense with the amount of things that you could do. And when I say things that you could do, like whenever you start off these kind of games, it, it's it's very similar to any of the other Bethesda games where you pick up like specific perks that you want to have higher intellect maybe or if you want to have higher strength and you can kind of make it balanced or you can have one thing higher than the other and they make actually, it bounce they actually balance balance <laughs> oh <laughs> i think you said bounce so <laughs> balance it's like bounce that ass uh so like what but what you can make it a more balanced character or they've even thought like on this game so much to the point to where if you wanted to you could just put like all of your points for your attributes and stuff into strength and make your character just not no intelligence. 
Nice. And, and whenever you have conversation with people, it's basically like grunts caveman things. Nice. Like that's, that's how much like stupid dialogue and thought that they've put into this shit. And, uh, just stuff like that. And the yeah. quirkiness of the stories, like th- there's a whole storyline that's tied into this, where this corporation is trying to like fuck over these people in this town because, because of, uh, they're, they're scared they're going to lose profits and their diet toothpaste. Oh God. And, like, I mean, like there's, it's, it's all stupid, fun, quirky, awesome sci-fi yeah. space adventure stuff and I, I've enjoyed it immensely I, I think I'm like 15 to 20 hours into it I'm not at the end of it I'm kind of taking my time and, and finding all the side characters because unlike um, unlike Fallout Fallout and, and Elder Scrolls games like Skyrim and stuff mm-hmm. you can get usually like a companion to kind of help you along with this one you can take up to two companions with you at a time and you actually have because you're the captain of a, of a spaceship um, you actually have a crew that you eventually amass um, of, of, I think there's like six or seven of you, if I'm not mistaken, that I've gotten to. And it's very kind of Mass Effect-y in that way. Like, like in Mass Effect, you can always take two of your members of your crew out with you at a time to help you in combat oh, and stuff yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, I get what that. you're saying. Yeah. They have like special abilities of themselves that you can do. And uh, I've gotten, I think I've got five of them now. But uh, each character's, you know, you have different interactions. You could get along with them differently, too. Whenever you bring uh, no two characters will talk to each other the same way kind of a thing. There's no reused dialogue. Like, this character that's a complete, like, pompous priest asshole kind of a person and this chick that's, like, a super sweet um, whatever will have a completely different interaction than if you were to take out the sweet chick and put in this, like, sassy engineer mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they'll all have unique dialogue and stuff that's that's really cool and rewarding to hear even just as you're walking from like quest to quest they'll just actually talk to each other and interact and stuff nice um but it's been a great experience so far and that would be my number three very cool i uh my number three is a is a little indie game a uh, little little puzzle game 2d two and a half d like 2.5d platformer game called figment Never heard of it. Uh, Figment is uh, a game that I I played a little bit of here and there. It's uh, this, yeah. It's got like a real kind of neat art style, um, and you're essentially. I, I think you did talk about. This. Yeah, I remember the artwork now. Um, the this character who is in the world of imagination. He's a hence the figment of your imagination, mm-hmm. um, and he's on a, a quest and. You you're not really fighting much of anything. There is uh, some little uh, button like where you can kind of hack and slashy, but very very little bit of that. Um, and you can do just a lot of puzzles where you gotta find this engine motor and it put it into the windmill, mm-hmm. and then the windmill blows the stuff. And I didn't know it was the same team. The artwork sort of looks similar, but yeah. I, I've played back to bed. Back to bed. Yep. Yep. I've played that. It's good stuff. Yes. Now, so, I, I like that you pick a lot of like more indie titles. Oh, not a lot, but you know you pick more indie titles, yeah. kind of and, and kind of lean towards that direction. There's not a lot of stuff that I've gotten to get into indie wise this year because there's been so many bigger releases that yeah. I've been trying to to pick up and play. But there's some indie titles that I, I wish I could have gotten into. They added uh, you like big you like the big games though, whereas I'm not like a big game. I do too. I I, I like the indie games though yeah. too. I, I play like, but I could see there's ones that came out this year that there that and years past that I've played this year. Like uh, I played through Talos Principle. I never played it before, and it's a cool indie play. It's it's very Portal esque in a way. I got you. Um, have you played I Am Bread? I have 
watched people play it, but I've never played it's it. So myself. fucking dumb. I played. I I spent like a half hour trying to get the Climb piece of shit, bread yeah. to the toaster, mm-hmm. and I was so annoyed by it yeah. the other day. And I was like, "Screw this game. I'm done." <laughs> I thought it was the same people that made Quop because it's very similar as far as the control style goes and stuff, but it's not. Like it's the it's all the like yeah. L and you, you the L's and R pads. Yeah, basically corner of the yeah. bread. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've watched people play it and get frustrated as shit at it and it's stuff, a, but um, it, it looks quirky and fun. I waited the one until... They, well, I was going to say they added... Um, it just came out to platforms because it was on PC only for a while and on on Switch, but they just added a, a Untitled Goose Game to... Uh, what is Untitled Goose Game? Can you just, explain this to me? They just added it to uh, Game Pass, so I'm going to check it out soon. Do you know what it is? Uh, you play as a goose. Okay. And you're going through the town. I think you're basically like stealing shit from people and trying to like get away with it and taking it back to your nest and just being <laughs> a hoarder. Like it's the, that's that's big, big majority of it. But everybody keeps talking about it because it's like such a fun, cool, quirky game. Weird. It got like indie game of the year on so many different not wow. just the video game awards, but like a lot of other yeah. shit too. I, I kept hearing buzz on it. I have a section on my tops. It's called Games Not Played. One of them is mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order that I really want to play, mm-hmm. and I was going to rank it anyways because it's Star Wars. And then the other was Untitled Goose Game. See what it says right beside it. Yeah. What is this? What is this? <laughs> Yeah. It's just a quirky indie game. Like I said, they, they, it just came out to PS4 and Xbox. Yeah. And whenever they added it on Xbox, I was surprised they put it on Game Pass immediately. So nice. I've got it downloaded, but I haven't got to play it yet. Okay. I'm, I'm excited to check You'll it out. You'll have to let me know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Uh, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order is in my honorable mentions. It didn't make my list just because it was when I played through it, it was so buggy and stuff. Seems like a lot of patches that have even continued to come out, even like as yeah. of like yesterday. I read, I, yeah, they like keep patch adding update. it because there's still so many things yeah. that they want to try. I'm gonna play it over Christmas break, hopefully, and so hopefully they've got a lot of it figured mm-hmm. out by then. And then what was your? Was that your number three? What was your number three? Figment was Figment my number was three. three. Yeah. All right, uh-huh. my number two is uh, which. I don't really have too much to say about it, just because it's it's an older game, anyways. But remastered, uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Yeah. Um, same thing that we kind of talked about with Crafted World. It's yes. got that Nintendo polish, yes. that redesign that they did for it, making them almost like little clay, like clay, almost like plastic figurines, mm-hmm. is adorable. The field of view with the 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 fog vision that's kind of around it as you're exploring into new realms is unique and awesome. But again, like this is this is nostalgia rebooted for me because this is a game from my past that i played on game boy you know countless times uh growing up so the story's nothing too new i know i know what the twist is i know i know the the unique you know kind of thing to it and everything so that visual element that just visual element is definitely there and it's got a layer of polish to it they added in some new content too with the the dompe's dungeon thing where you can make your own dungeons oh like a dungeon maker yeah yeah and i thought that was kind of cool i only did it a few times but it's pretty unique i've seen some that people have made on like youtube clips that are like really intricate shit and it takes a while to get through the fucking dungeon and i was just like that's that's crazy but they made the they they knew they were making a remake but they made it worth your while they definitely made it worth your while yeah it's definitely worth the money i was i was hesitant at first whenever i initially wanted to get this because i was like is this really going to be a 60 dollar title yeah because this seems more like we're remastering it 40 at most type yeah. of a thing but after i got it and played through it and yeah. stuff it's it's definitely kind of mario maker the dungeon side of it and everything yeah a little bit. yeah cool. it's it's totally fun Awesome. I never have played Mario Maker. That should be an honorable mention. There's a games that I never got to touch, like Resident Evil 2 Remake. I mm-hmm. wanted to play. I never got to touch it yet. I should have picked it up. I guess I they're could. going through and doing all of them now, because I saw where 3 was announced. Yeah, 3 was announced, um, and it comes out in, like, fucking April. Nice. Like, already. Like, that fast. They're just cranking them. Yeah. And uh, I guess 3 is the one where them. you play through as Jill. 
Okay. And that's the first one where you see the nemesis creature. Where is... That's right, yeah. Where... Where does it I pick doubt up that like they the, will remaster four since they've already kind of done that? I was like, wasn't four, five, and six like part of that like next yeah. realm One, of two them? One, two, three are tied together because it's like the Ratchet City uh, standard T virus uh, yeah. trilogy. That's how they're planning on. That's what they've always said they wanted to do. Oh, because okay. the the I forgot what the Mexican uh, Spanish not Mexican virus is. The four, five, and six are looped together because it's all the same virus and it's all similar story uh, beats. I didn't realize that. And then, I mean, I remember uh, you saying that they were like in trilogy blocks. The, their, their plan is now that seven's been out, the way that it's shot with like the first person perspective yeah. and this new strain of things that's out there. That eight and nine um, will do the same. Yeah, seven, eight, and nine will be very similar. Yeah. Like they're going to keep them in the same kind of format. Yeah. That's why whenever they did four, they kept five and six with the same like over the shoulder shooting. Was five. Kind of was that one on? They started out on the boat? Uh, no, no, that's Revelations. Yes, Revelations is all in boat. Yeah, one and first Revelations. Five's the one like where they start out like in this like weird like yeah. Five is the city in the woods one. Yeah, yeah, because you could play as Chris Redfield or the the chick. I forgot what her name is. The the black chick. I think it's the only one I've played. And Revelations. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah. I never. You you bought me the remaster of Zero and One for Christmas Mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. The remaster. I need you by my side. Scary. Remaster one's pretty solid, honestly. I, I really enjoy it. I, I'm kicking myself for not buying two because it was it's been on sale on the on the Xbox's uh, marketplace and nice. PlayStation Marketplace. It was on sale for like twenty bucks. Oh, okay. and it's still a sixty dollars. It went straight back up to sixty. Yeah, I was just like, I should have fucking bought it when I could have, nice. but I didn't buy it. Yeah. Um, yes. So me too. My number two. What's your number two? Uh, Pokemon Shield. Well, and Sword. Whatever you want yeah. to call it. Again, that would have probably been on my list had I actually got to play it. I uh, I haven't played a lot. I haven't I haven't got a lot of time into this. Maybe a half hour, hour. Um, but enough to know that this is the experience alone of being able to put finally put a a new Pokemon title mm-hmm. on your TV screen. Yes, and be able to play it through is is an awesome thing. Yeah, and just the way that that goes through is awesome. I have seen a lot of it played, mm-hmm. um, you know, in in the last couple of weeks as it as it's come out and whatnot. And uh, I'm super excited to get into it. I think that's another one that I'm going to spend some time over Christmas break on. Uh, really, I'm gonna, it's like Pokemon Shield and maybe some Jedi Fallen Order is my plan. Uh, but to get a little bit more into it, but it looks like it's a really cool thing. I I'm super pumped to to dive more into it, but. Given the amount of games, like I said, that I played in 2019, that is definitely number two on that list. Cool. Before I get to my number one and what I'm assuming your number one is as well. We have um, the same number one, you think? I, I almost guarantee I mean, you know what mine is just yeah. on simple deductive reasoning. That yeah. Um, honorable mentions, the other ones that yeah. I haven't said. Uh, we already said Yoshi's Crafted World. I also threw on their uh, Apex Legends that came out this year. Yeah. I've enjoyed it, the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, I put it on there for principle because a lot of people put it on their list, but I still don't think of it as a game that came out this year. But people put Shadowkeep on there for Destiny 2 oh, expansion. I'm following But I'm you. just like, it's an expansion, so I didn't feel like I should. Because I did that, I think, last year with for, mm-hmm. or for Forsaken. You did, yeah. And I, put, I maybe even put it as my number one, honestly. Yeah. But... Um, I, I felt like at this point in time, I'm just like, ah, it's DLC as far as I'm concerned. It's not a full title. I it's you. just what it is. I'm not putting it up there. And but then I played through the entire of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the, the, the new remake mm-hmm. or whatever of it. The one and that we, you bought on Black Friday? Yes. How was it? It's great. 
Like nice. the storyline, I was really thoroughly surprised with how good it was. Cool. And it made me really happy. The multiplayer's fun. It's, it's just like old school Modern Warfare style. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's bringing back a lot of those feels. But story-wise, it was, it was legitimately good. It's been the first time in a long time that I could say that about a Call of Duty title. But the story roped me, and I didn't want to put it down whenever I did it. And it's, it's not a long experience for yeah. sure, but it, it's super fun. It was great, um, as an honorable mention. But um, cool. number one game of this year, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts 3. 3. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I guess that we, Did you go back and finish it ever? Yeah. You did? Awesome. Yep. We haven't yep. talked about it since you finished it, I don't think. Yeah. I, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed the story. I like, I like how, without putting a pin in it, they've put a pin in yeah. it. Yeah. It, it, it stands alone as a definitive trilogy now, as far as I'm Absolutely. concerned. But whenever they advance forward and they tell a more story down the road and stuff, it's not, I mean, it's obviously a continuation, but as far as like a solid trilogy it's goes, fresh it, start, it's, 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 it's good to, yeah. as far as the, as far as I'm, I'm concerned. And we've already talked about, last episode uh how excited we are for remind you'll see yep um so that's that's only not even a month away now yes. at this point and uh i'm i'm super stoked for it there's there's not a whole lot more that i could say about kingdom hearts honestly that we haven't already we had a whole fucking special episode this, this true. year that we did nothing but talk about it because yeah. we were both so excited absolutely about it. and that's what i'm saying like this is something that is from childhood that we've been waiting for years mm-hmm. now for uh, a finale or for for a conclusion to happen, and, and just I, uh, another game, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just yeah. anything, yeah. And I, it's just that's all I meant. I mean, just like it's it seems like it's been. I mean, it has been a long time coming. Yeah. I don't really know. Like I said much more what we could say. Yeah, visually, it's it's stunning. Gameplay wise, yeah. action adventure slashing, like it, it's 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 took the combat that I knew and loved from Kingdom Hearts one and two, and amplified it tenfold yeah. and made it even more enjoyable absolutely the finishers are amazing i, I really I, neat just like pulling in the rides and stuff mm-hmm. and and uh the I, I i love the fucking upgrade system for the keyblades yeah i went back through managed to get the ultimate weapon as well did you really mm-hmm. i haven't done that yet yeah i went need through to do and got it. it it's it's the most overpowered thing you've ever messed with nice. by the time you get it you're already a super high level at so that like point if you time. go ultimate weapon and can you you could replay your game right mm-hmm. yeah, like you can and you could go game. back into a at, a at the harder levels yeah so you could actually do it. Like you could start yeah. the hardest it, one. Honestly, if you did it with the ultimate weapon, it's like it's fucking cakewalk. Nice. Some of the, the the finishing shit that you can do with those, like as you build up your meter, yeah. and shit like that. Like the the finishing, it's like visually, like pleasing to the eye. But he's like literally, you're literally like fucking teleporting like nice. across the board. Like like it's just like you're seeing the shit <laughs> happening in front of you. You're just like. What the fuck is going? I guess I need to probably get Ultima Weapon before yeah, it's, the DLC. It's, it's absolutely, so nuts, that I could do all this. But it's uh, it's cool as shit. Okay, but, um, you yeah, sold me. It's 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 all you ever wanted and more as far as Kingdom Hearts is, and I'm concerned about so, Kingdom Hearts. I'm not a big Kingdom Heart. I'm not a big product person, anyways. Just generally like buying like pops and mm-hmm. and uh, t-shirts and and whatever else comes out. I love Kingdom Hearts stuff, and I usually am a sucker for it. Um, I've got a couple of the pops, but uh, what I will always try to get is anything that is like actual content. So, like when the DLC came out, I wanted the concert footage. Yeah. Uh, the the Talisman uh, Kingdom Hearts game just mm-hmm. got released. I just ordered it. We're gonna have to play it. Uh, whether we do it here, or we just do it for fun sometime. But uh, the the like role playing board game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's gonna be. It's like another like. 
I I'll have it ever it, since whenever it was such a huge staple for me anyway. A lot of times whenever it comes to like like games like Halo and stuff, yeah. I try to get the collector's editions or I mean I've got the fucking Master Chief helmet yeah, from three whenever I yeah. got that that was like a hundred and fifty dollar yeah. legendary that's it's the same sense like that. Absolutely. But for you with Kingdom Hearts it is that sense. They've yeah, got a new I character book sure. that's going to come out in some mm-hmm. to- in sometime in, in I'm, 2020. I'm slowly but surely, and it's horrible, becoming that way now with Destiny stuff. Like, I've got the Grimoires. I've got both one two, one and two Grimoires. i got something to show you. They've got the Grimoire 3 coming out next yeah. year, and then they've got the cookbook coming out. I have um, the graphic novel. Yeah, I'm going to get the graphic novel. I have it. Like it's at my months. house. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I, I'm I haven't more, read it yet. I'm, re, I'm really excited to read it too. So I want to get the graphic that graphic novel. They have the cookbook coming out that nice. you can pre-order, which I don't know why we're doing a cookbook. <laughs> but you're, not. I mean, the only because you're gonna buy it. <laughs> truly, the only thing that they have that's in there that they talk about cooking wise is uh, Cade Six Love Spicy Ramen from the okay. Spicy Ramen Shop in the Tower. Yeah. I mean, that's about the extent that's, of it. But that's I, enough to get one started. Yeah, might as well. It's, it's like it's like oh, it's like a oh, almost a 200 page cookbook, and I was nice. like, Jesus Christ, available for pre-order now. That's and fun. I was just like I'm, I'm gonna get it. You're I'm gonna in. get the. I'm gonna get the third volume of the Grimoire. Yeah. I got those. Anytime you get the Grimoire, they give you an uh, a, an emblem that is uh, unique to the people that only bought the Grimoire. Oh. So you can get it in game and to kind of show off. On I there. wonder. I think maybe the comic had something in there. Maybe. And I don't. I feel like there was a piece of paper. I didn't know. I was like, what the fuck is this for? Yeah. If it's got uh, it and a code on it, then you could redeem it okay. on there and use it on a platform. As it and that wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Yeah. It seems like they do it with any of the stuff that you buy it for. Gotcha. I would do it with like t-shirts and stuff like that. They actually have, and I found out um, more so. They have more ghost shells mm. that they sell mm-hmm. and stuff that are all the different like colors and models and stuff. And nice. They've got like eight or nine different ghost shells. They had one that was on sale. That's like a. It's unique to Destiny Two called the Tower Shell. That's on sale right now for like seven forty nine. Oh, okay. Like over half off, and I think I'm gonna get that pretty soon. Cool. But um, yeah, I'm I'm bad with that with Destiny <laughs> stuff now. I gotta focus on like two things. It's like Star Wars and Kingdom yeah. Hearts. Otherwise, I'll go nuts. TV time. Let's go to TV. TV. I, I, I probably could make There's a lot my of TV. TV. I was gonna say I, I could make my TV fairly quick. I've got it narrowed I actually down have to it, a five. I actually have it to a ten with a bunch of honorable mentions. Damn, Dan. <laughs> All right. Well, then, if you got the ten with the honorable mentions and stuff like that, you give me. Go ahead and give me your your ten through uh, six. Ten through six. Okay. Yeah. So number ten coming in is Umbrella Academy. Oh, that's this year. That's this year. It was this year. Yeah. All right. Well, then that might be. <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna change my list. <laughs> um, Rick and Morty is now an honorable mention. <laughs> That's kind of like I, everybody. Everybody knows that now. Then it didn't even make it to my list, Rick and Morty, even though it is very good. Um, the yeah, Umbrella I Academy. Like I, I feel like I've almost enjoyed Umbrella Academy more than Stranger Things. Honestly, I put I did Umbrella Academy is ahead yeah. of Stranger Things Season Tree. So was that Stranger Things? That was your ten. That that, that means that's yeah. just an honorable mention. Yeah, Stranger Things is honorable mention. Wow. Atlanta's an honorable mention. Okay, uh, American God season two, Broad yeah. City season five. I didn't um, watch any of Broad City this year. Mrs. Fletcher, which is a new show on HBO, is an honorable mention. Heard about it and uh, watched it. I very much recommend it. It just did not make my top gotcha. ten with as many good shows as there are. We got, there. We've got uh, you number ten. Number ten, Umbrella Academy. Okay. Uh, number nine would be Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. Nice. 
Um, very good show. I haven't actually finished it for as much as I love Dark Crystal. Yeah. Um, You're all about Star Wars right now. That's all that matters. It's it's like Dark Crystal came out. I got a little busy after I got like five episodes in and then Disney Plus came out. Yeah. And I haven't stopped watching anything. Mm -hmm. Like It's just been Star Wars life after that. Time time consuming. Got that hashtag Star Wars life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Number eight is is a show that I just discovered. Okay. Uh, It's in its second season, but I'm just, I'm still on season one, so it kind of counts. Is a show called Smilf. Uh, which is stands for single mom. I'd like to fuck. Okay. Um, it's on Showtime. Okay. Um, it has uh, boobs. I, I can't. Re- there are boobs in it. I'm guaranteeing. Uh, <laughs> but it's got a the girl. I can't remember her name. It's like a Frankie. I think is her her real name. Um, but she writes the show and she stars in the show. Uh, Frankie, Frankie Shaw. Shaw, yeah, and she is hilarious. Uh, really good. It's not really a funny show. It's more of a a drama type thing, but it's got funny things. It's just she well, looks familiar, but I don't. I've never watched Blue Mountain State, so I don't. I gotcha. I don't know her from I'd, that. I had only seen. I saw her in Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but that's not where I found the show. I just happened to have a oh, trailer. Snuff got canceled. Oh really? Mm-hmm. This oh. was back in March. I guess that would have come out. So yeah, the second yeah. season I thought well the second season I thought just is currently airing. I don't know. But maybe not. But uh but yeah. It was a really good show. <laughs> it's no longer um what's it say? It's just something about misconduct on yeah, there. Yeah, I don't I didn't read the whole I was just gonna back off. Yeah. So you could keep talking but, about uh, stuff. But I very much recommend it. I like these shows that After are two seasons in a campaign to rehabilitate uh the image of the creator star. Uh it gave it. Uh, Smilf has been given its walking papers at Showtime. Hmm. Uh, investigation into her conduct. I don't oh. know. It doesn't really specify what her conduct is. Finished here. up March thirty first of this yeah. year. So, um, but yeah, it's a it's a good show. Uh, hopefully, I'm not uh, pimping anybody that did anything too bad. But um, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't matter. It's their art form. It's not their person. It's right. We still like Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, we do. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I, I really dig shows that aren't necessarily there's a lot of these like this that aren't like overly funny but aren't overly drama they're just kind of mm-hmm. life yeah and i really enjoy that because that's what life is it's not yeah. like it's not a bunch of giggles it's not a bunch of tears it's usually a mix of it all that's like like uh like louis louis was that way yeah very much so yeah yeah so i'm, I'm i dig that a lot mm-hmm. um number seven coming in is the purge yeah. Um, I really enjoyed season one. I've started season two. This show has. Just, I should watch one of those movies. It's taken me by storm. Never, don't watch. Don't watch the movies. Just watch ever? the show. I've never watched any of the movies though. You don't need to watch the movies to watch the show. Um, Will I miss anything? No, there's the, no like tie-ins. No, or anything like to that? me, honestly, the movies are just like a way. They're just like the the Wayans brothers version of what no that's probably that's pretty rough uh, like I was like it's like a scary movie version of an actual like haunted horror movie like a spoof almost yeah no they're just they're they're just Michael Bay esque like movies okay but the TV show treats it so genuine and real that I absolutely adore the TV show and the movies are just like meh that exists I get you. Um, so if you were to dive into Purge, spend an hour on episode one instead of two hours on the first movie. Um, and then number six, before you can start talking, DuckTales. Woo! Uh, season three of DuckTales was stellar. Uh, we got a, a lot of uh, friends and familiar faces coming from the other Disney afternoon shows. Nice. And, uh, and it was just, there's not a lot of shows that I just eat up. 
and can watch as many as I possibly can in a sitting. Um, but that's definitely one that did it for me. So cool. Very much enjoyed this year's DuckTales offerings. Yeah. What's your number five, man? Uh, well, now my number five. I'm going to say uh, Rick and Morty. I didn't realize that. I forgot. For whatever reason, I was under the impression that Umbrella Academy was actually It did come out in 19, didn't it? I, I, don't, I thought it was 18. I, I don't know. I that we were talking about it like five months ago even. I don't know. I mean, it, we talked about it this year for sure because I watched it this year, but I didn't know. Yeah, first episode was yeah. February. Okay. So, yeah, it was early this year, but still. Um, so my number five now will be uh, The World According, According to Jeff Goldblum. That's number five? Yeah, nice. for sure. Cool. I absolutely adored that show yeah. um, so far. And I watched, uh, what was the last one? Gaming was yeah. the, la- the most Gaming recent one. The last Bill one. Arp, Bill Arping was really cool. Uh-huh. Um, I liked him doing giving the actual legitimate, almost thought-provoking speech at the end of the episode. Yes. <laughs> he got um, into it. But it, it's, it's, it's everything I wanted and more as far as a show with Jeff Goldblum as your star yeah. could be. And like I said before, countless times, it's kind of off the cusp of, of, of the funnier die um, cooking things that he does, which he actually did a new episode of oh, not yeah. overly too long ago, which surprised me. I was like, not that he wouldn't do it again, but yeah. that he's still doing that kind of a thing. Cause it's very reminiscent of this, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that Disney kind of took it and ran with it in that, in that vein, because it, it I couldn't imagine Life without Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's my number five now. And also my number five. That's your number five, yep, too. it is. <laughs> Anything else you need to add to it? Or you no, to um, the rewatchability is there. We've talked about Absolutely. that. Like, you can just pop back into it. It's a show I look forward to every week. Um, it's not one that I put on the back burner. It's one I can watch with anybody around, and I enjoy that. Like, it's very family-friendly. Um, can be educational and just mm-hmm. entertaining, just in general. So, yeah. That's very cool. Hey, do you have any honorable mentions besides the Rick and Morty? No, no because okay, the majority cool. of the I didn't stuff want to that skip I watched was from, from years before. Okay. So, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not even caught up to say that Gotham Season 5 or anything gotcha. could have been on my in my list. I, it might have been, honestly. But, um, like I said, I'm, I'm still – yeah. we actually started it back up. We're midway through 3 now. So, yeah. um, but, It didn't hit me. I, did, I considered it, but it just didn't – Yeah. I it didn't even make my honorable mentions. Wow. Way to shit on Gotham's dreams. Okay. Okay. What's number four for you? Number four for me now will be Stranger Things. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Um, This season was very stellar. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I it's the same quirky stuff that you come to know and love and whatnot. But I liked I liked how this season really took off even more um, with the uh, with with the what is it? What, I don't know. Was it really the mind flare that was there? Was it because I don't know if it was necessarily the quote unquote mind flare that was actually there? Oh, the creature, I'm following was it, was yeah. it? Is it technically the mind flare or is it, is it like a piece of the mind flare? You yeah, know what I mean, because I feel like because they show it showcase like the mind flare is still there, very yeah. much so. And it's still he's big. Not, yeah, he's not in. in he's he's still in the upside down. So it's almost like it was like a piece of it. Yeah. But there's a lot of like harken back things to even more '80s movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. in this one, um, they're really leaning hard into what is good about it. Like, and taking the concept of the groups breaking out so mm-hmm. much before we finally rejoin back together closer toward the end yeah. of the season and giving each person their own story and their own unique thing that they're doing that ultimately has something to do with the big picture. Um, but I like, I like that. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. A mob mentality of the mind flare 
piece of the mind mm-hmm. flayer thing that's there and how it goes into is it billy yes yeah Billy's max's yep. brother right mm-hmm. how it goes into billy and he's kind of like the head honcho yes. control of it because he's like a perfect villain exactly um and and has his redemption eventually mm-hmm. closer toward the end prior to him dying yeah but um I like that whole mob mentality of everything, how it's like we are many, but we are also one. Yeah, the connect the hive kind of, a kind thing, of the thing. Hive, Yeah, the hive mentality. That's yeah. where I was thinking. I was kept saying my mob mentality, but I knew there was a better term yes. for it. Yes, like the hive type of thing to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I love those kind of storylines and stuff too, but it was it was just such a great season. It was. It yeah. was very good. That, that'll be, that made my number four. As, as we said, it's uh, it, it doesn't doesn't waver it's like it doesn't get any better it doesn't get any worse it just stays awesome yeah at what it is like they figured out what it was early on and they found a way to let it grow Mm -hmm. but also just stay exactly how it is cool and everything uh my number four is the watchman yeah i'm i still haven't got to watch a single episode and i am so fucking excited for. i'm uh four episodes in i think I'm not caught up because the season yeah. finale just hit uh, Sunday. Yeah, uh, but I heard like everybody just oh. saying that apparently the season finale blew them the fuck away. I don't even have an HBO subscription. Mm-hmm. I just like I was rolling on like uh, trials from like yeah. different services, and then I was like, "Well, I guess I'm just gonna like I'm gonna have to find some time and buy it for a month and just yeah. get caught up on that." Miss Fletcher's on there. Um, there was something else that I was watching that was on mm-hmm. there, uh, but Watchmen's just killer. It's it's I've amazing. Heard nothing but good things about it. And the other thing too that I've seen in the news that they're tossing around the idea that Damon Lindelof said that this might be a one off. He well, might Dan- not make a run and write in another season. I, I have you listened to the interview with him yeah. and Mark Bernardin? Uh, he had an idea for one story. And he was like, if I don't have another story, I'm not making another yeah. season. He goes, I don't care if they make another season, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to force myself to have one. I yeah. had a story to tell. I told that story, yeah. and I'm good with it. Yeah. He goes, and I'm happy if they want to tell more. That's fine. But it, if I don't have it, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, so Which that makes me happy that he's... He's, he's just not that milking that shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to do that. Yeah. It was a, that was a like good interview. There might be pertin, part, certain parts of Lost that I feel like ABC as a network was trying to milk him as much as he could. Yeah. And he probably learned a lot from shit like Oh, that. I'm not sure, Not that he's yeah. not written other than that, but i just been talking about in past You watched that other show that he did? What was it called? Mm, I don't know. There was a one that maybe it was on Showtime. Maybe it's on HBO. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it... it uh, he was a... He no, he didn't. That was Guillermo del Toro, I think. It's um, it was Guillermo del Toro, The Strain. The Strain, yeah, that was That's his. Him. That was his book. He actually co-wrote a book with Chuck uh, Testa, Norris, Palinuk, Dixon, <laughs> Chuck. Uh, and some Chuck, Chuck Norris, <laughs> some Chuck guy. He co-wrote the you the, imagine the Strain trilogy, a Guillermo del Toro Chuck Norris joint <laughs> book. <laughs> what That'd be that awesome. would be. <laughs> He'd be like, but but when are we gonna Every, when are we gonna kung like, fu? But no, like legitimately though, like <laughs> Chuck Norris is actually a really good writer, but nobody would think to give him the time of day. <laughs> that would seem like something crazy. Is Chuck out Dixon there. an author? Maybe I don't. I don't. That doesn't sound familiar. Let's to me. Type in the strain. Let's let's see what that is first. Yeah. Let's go there, and then we got a couple of divots to go in after that. The strain book, maybe. Uh, Chuck Hogan. That's what it is. Chuck Hogan. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro and Chuck Hogan wrote the the trilogy of uh, books. And then, yeah. yeah I'm doing the Damon Lindelof. The, what was I? Uh, that one. The Leftovers. That was the show that he just finished up. I never watched up. The Leftovers. It, I, I hadn't either. He talked quite a bit about it, and I was curious if it was anything worth checking out. Because, um, yeah, I love Watchmen. It's very smart, very well pieced together. Um, knowing the story of Watchmen, like the the graphic novel, 
and then the movie, but not reading the before, before Watchmen and also not knowing much of the Doomsday Clock, which I don't think any of that matters. Um, I'm just kind of diving in to this with not a lot. And that's what he kind of wanted to do is he said, I want the people who know Watchmen to like it. And also at the end of the episode, go, what the fuck is this? And then the people who've never known anything about Watchmen to have the same exact reaction yeah, to be like, explain this to me. But neither one of them really knows what's going on about the current show, but can kind of piece together parts of it. But I like how they're, they've, pieced in little pieces of the Watchmen history, but we're talking about something that's 40 years after yeah. the original story, or 30-something years after the original story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really digging that. That's my number four. I didn't realize that Lindelof actually wrote and executive produced Prometheus. I and like that Cowboys movie. and Aliens. I feel like that movie got so much slack, but I have legitimately always enjoyed Prometheus. I, I didn't know that Favs did Cowboys was... and Aliens, was the director on... Hmm. I was... still never watched it. I heard so many mixed things about that movie. Too. I mean, I'm sure it's a bunch maybe, of maybe that's Damon Lindelof's. Like, I'm 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 the member of the mixed up thing club. Like, like yeah. so mixed feelings. With yeah. the exception of Watchmen, it seems like everybody just loves this show. Yeah, and yeah. then Lost was so mixed. Yeah, as well. Well, I haven't heard any of the uh, the feedback from the season finale of Watchmen, so we'll see how how it's been received. I'm going to make my number three, uh, Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. I totally forgot about it, honestly, but I enjoyed it so much. It took everything that I loved about that comic after reading it and yeah. stuff and then just built upon it and gave it so much more, even more lore and yeah. depth and stuff. It was so smart. The music's great, having them get back together mm-hmm. to write like the Hazy Shade of Winter and yeah. shit for it. And uh, it's just, uh, it was such a fun ride. Yeah. I'm so stoked for two, yes. for season two. Is that this year? Coming up should be in twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. I didn't know if it was. I don't think it's going to be. Gonna be uh, I don't think it's going to be in exactly a year from it. I think it's going to be further, like year and months kind of thing. Yeah. Um, number three, number three, um, a surprise entry for me. Um, I did not expect to like this as much as I did, but the righteous gem, the righteous gemstones. The, yeah, uh, that surprises me. For that's even on your list. Honestly, I thought that might have been. An, I love that stupid fucking show. It was so good, and I ate it up. Because you even said like the last time you talked about it, you were like, "It's one of those shows that's funny to me, but I don't laugh." Like it wasn't even. Yeah, it yeah. was just so. It was another life show. Like it was a. It was kind of in a life, yeah. kind of relating to people being fucked up mm-hmm. and and doing like fucked up things as a family, and it was just a good family show of like. Coming together and fighting and mm-hmm. and all that stuff and uh, coming together. I had, I was looking back on things and I was like, I enjoyed that show thoroughly. Yeah, I was. It was just so good. So HBO's Righteous Gemstones. Okay, um, I'm, I'm not like I wasn't like hard. No, I know. I just thought I was, I was just like it seems that it really surprised me that it's even up there. It's just yeah. It yeah. It, it struck a awesome chord with me that I just. Yeah. You know, what shouldn't surprise you is that my number two is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> this season was fucking awesome. Like, yeah. front to back, it just felt, it was so, like, reminiscent of, like, seasons past that I absolutely love and adore. There were, uh, like, there was, like, an um, out of out of the ten episodes, maybe probably one episode that I could say that I felt was, like, kind of weak. Yeah. And some story beats and stuff of it. But, you like, all the rest of them were all, like, super solid. Nice. Um, immediately classic episodes in my mind. Um, last season was really good, but the last season was also the tie-in was uh, 
that was whenever Gwen Harden was gone doing AP Bio. So like there was a out of the ten episodes, there was a chunk of like eight episodes that didn't even have Gwen Harden in them. Didn't have the full and, team. The yeah, full crew. and it's not that it was bad by any means, but you just don't have that dynamic there. They even mention him a couple times in there to kind of bring up his character and stuff. And like oh, I know what Dennis would say, yeah, you know, whatever. And, and it was just like yeah, it's, it sucks because it's just you miss him and stuff. Yeah. But then the episodes he's a crucial that, part of that the, formula. Those episodes that were there, like last season, there was an episode that was like a sexual harassment seminar where all of them were at. It was probably one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Yeah. That's so good. That's it was awesome, so funny man. and it's... stupid. But and but I mean, it was in a season that was kind of a stinker. Yeah. But this season, front to back, was super solid. That's awesome. That I love was, it. They, they can keep it up mm-hmm. like that. Great writing. I'm excited now that I got the, the iPhone and we got the access to uh, Apple, Apple TV. TV. I can check out uh, Rob McElhaney's show whenever it comes out. What's that? Uh, he's got a show that he's writing where he's a he's a video game developer. Oh, it's him and Charlie Day are writing it together. Nice. But Rob is like the main star of it. Oh, okay, and he plays Mac on. on yeah, yeah, uh, I know yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he's gonna be. Uh, he, he's got that show already. It comes out February, or March, cool. something like that wow. on Apple Plus. So I'll be able to check that out. I'm excited to I see pop that. Popping them out. Mm-hmm. Pop them out. My number two is Good Omens. Good Omens. This uh, this was not a surprise as a as a big Neil Gaiman fan. Um, not read the source material at all, but but knowing that I really dig his his shits. Fun fact: I have the book, haven't read it. I also own the book, <laughs> haven't read it. So we're we're collectors of books that we have not read. Mm-hmm. Um, we're good at that. The uh, it's uh, Sandoku is the is the uh, the art of collecting books and not reading them. That's Sudoku. No, Sandoku is a, a game where you do T S O N D O U K U. Yuku. <laughs> That's a letter. Tito you know. Yuku. <laughs> Spell you. the rest of it yourself. <laughs> Put the rest of it together, you'll say um, it. Yeah, Good Omens was, uh, I was not surprised that I loved it. Um, I was actually surprised that I'd, I have probably watched or had this season on. It's Amazon, right? Yeah. Oh, I can watch it. Uh, I've had it on in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had it on in the background three, four times. I've I've let this this season. It's like eight episodes, I think. But it's is, it, uh, is this like tell the entire story, or is this going to be multiple seasons? Is this a, is this it? Uh, I think it tells like the whole story. Type of a thing. But um, I don't think that they're against a, a second season of yeah. it if they can expand that story. I, I know I'll like it. I'm I'm a sucker for David Tennant. Anyways, yeah. I love. That's him where I fell in love anything, with David so. Tennant. Is here? Is is on Good Omens? Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know much about him before. Yeah. I mean, he's, not, he's my favorite doctor. I'm too. not like, like in love of, with him, but like you know. out of the ones that because I've watched, I didn't watch the last two doctors where I've never seen the female yeah. doctor at all, and I didn't watch uh, Peter Capaldi's the older one. Yeah. But out of the Christopher Eccleston, uh, Matt Smith, and David Tennant, David Tennant like takes a cake. He's a fucking phenomenal doctor. If you watch Doctor Who yeah. and want to get into it, those seasons are like the best to try out. I have no like, interest in venturing into Doctor Who, but I would probably watch an episode it's of just his. So fun, quirky, good time. Like yeah. there's nothing that's like any. Don't never take it serious. It's meant. It's campy for campy's sake, and it's meant to be campy. It's never meant to be in my mind taken seriously. There's he, some story elements of it mm-hmm. that are a little bit more heavy hearted. Like they actually try to be really sweet with some stuff and everything. Yeah. But for the most part, I mean, it, it's meant to be campy. Gotcha. I mean, it, it is just that to a T they never, they never let up from like, Hey, remember when Battlestar Galactica was goofy and we took it really seriously. It was like, let's just make a fucking fun sci-fi nice. show about a dude that is lives forever. Cause he's a time Lord. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, David Tennant is what legitimized for me DuckTales. Ooh. 
That was like my my window into like I'll actually give this a shot. This David Tennant guy seems like he's a real serious guy, and he's uh, Scrooge McDuck. So let me uh, let me actually give this some time, and then I love Ducktales off of yeah. that. So so he's to it? think for that. He's in. Um, they did the reboot of Fright Night. You yeah, you were telling me that. Yeah, yeah. And you told me that he was in the, there. He's the, he's in it as the 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 TV personality yeah. guy, the vampire hunter mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's a really fun character in that yeah. too. If you haven't watched that, that's that's definitely worth it. Uh, it was a pretty good remake. Do we have the same number ones again? I guarantee we do. <laughs> One, two, three. The, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> this show is perfection. Oh dude. my god, it's so good. It's everything I wanted and more. It's, in it's a Star Wars legitimate like, live action Star Wars TV show. This. I, I I was I'm so glad they waited yeah. to do a live action show. Until they could do it right. To do it right because this is right. Yes. This is absolutely right. I'm so stoked for see, to see what we do with Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. I'm excited we already have season two of this film. This makes it legit. Like it just yes. is like, hey, we can do this right. They can do it right. They did it right. It's I, so uh, good. I Pedro I, Pascal says so much. He's such a good actor. I didn't know. Even <laughs> seeing his fucking face yeah. like you can tell the like it, and i told mandy i was like just like it's nuts how much emotion this dude puts behind yeah. the fucking mask it's crazy yeah it's like watching some of that people like um prowess whenever he used to do like vader stuff whenever mm-hmm. like in like was it was prowess vader in return of the jedi yeah yeah i think he was in all, three, was in all three of the original. i think so so like whenever i feel like you could see the actual emotion whenever the emperor is is unlimited powering yeah. Luke and he's screaming and saying, Father, help me and stuff yeah. like that. And you can actually like see like almost like that struggle dismay of struggle of yeah. like looking back and forth and stuff. And it's just looking back and forth, but you can actually like you feel it kind yeah. of thing. I was just like, I get that kind of like yeah. that kind of a thing. Like whenever he sees the child, you mm-hmm. you you he, you can tell he cares. He's like yeah. a dad. You know, yeah. you could tell he wants nothing that but to take care of team, him. like between like Whoever's writing those episodes and giving him those lines, him performing it, and then the director and how they're like, they they figured so out a way to capture. Too. I know, yeah, I'm surprised. Like like the the Bryce Dallas Howard one was good. Yeah, I heard this one's great. And this is Dave uh, Filoni's on this like some of the them. Cho Chow Chick Margaret Margaret Chow Margaret Cho. That's not Margaret Cho. Is it? Who is it? I, I thought that she directed an episode. Margaret Cho's stand up the stand up comedian. I don't remember. I'll uh, look it up. There might there was a Chow, uh, I think was on the credits I saw this week. Um so that that whoever it was you could be right. they said that they, they thought that they did but, a really good job. So I over the last uh, couple of weeks, I uh no, just this past week, I watched episode seven and eight, prepping for nine, because nine coming out, you know. And mm-hmm. um so I, I rewatched both of those because I was like, I just want to see what's going on with it. Um and because I've, I've put them on, but I haven't just sat down on the couch and been like, I'm watching these movies. And I might do some other things, but I'm going to intentionally watch these movies. Um, they just don't feel the same now that we have this. Like, that we have the texture and the feel of these movies. Mm-hmm. Those movies are good in their own right for what yeah, they absolutely. are. But... They just, I, they just don't hold a candle to the Mandalorian. <laughs> this, this does, <laughs> this does Star Wars so right, so right. Yeah. What we've, what we've wanted and needed for so long. Yeah. And like I said, it sucks that we had to wait this long to get to it. But it's, it was it's like the right time, the right cast. Like yeah. everything is like screams Star Wars about everything yeah. revolving around this. It's just amazing. I, I watched Last Jedi uh, last night. 
mm-hmm. while I was prepping show notes. Um, and uh, in the lens of not probably sitting and watching it for, it's probably been you know nine months or so since the last time I watched it legitimately all the way through. And uh, I can see where people had problems with that movie now that I've now that I've stand back. And I I don't have general problems with it, but like watching it now is just like, why did they make these choices? Like they're they're really different choices that I see JJ's vision in episode seven, and I see from the trailer of episode nine, like all the sneak previews, the vision of JJ. I was like, why did they venture away from JJ's vision? Like, why did they, that was that was weird to me that they chose to find a different creative direction for that second movie. I get where they were going to have, like, a different director on every movie, even, is that, like, Trevorrow was going to do Rise of Skywalker, what became Rise of Skywalker, and they were going to have a different director on each one. But, um, man, I really think they just missed out on the opportunity to have a really cohesive story by not letting J.J. do Last Jedi since he ended up being in Rise of Skywalker and all that. But, you know, whatever it is. Did you see where they announced that uh, they're going to have a Star Wars, like a Jedi Temple game show on Disney Plus? And, yeah, it's, uh, uh, who's hosting it? Uh, what's his name? George Pinks. Yeah, the guy, the, the actor that plays yeah. Jedi Bard. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. I'm, I'm super pumped for I mean, that. It makes me, uh, I'm like, is this yeah. going to be like Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yes, but it with, is. like Star Wars? Yes, like, it is. That's going to be legit. That has to be what it is. I'm so excited if that's the case. <laughs> yes, I was super excited for that as well. Uh, right. Movies. Movies, man. Movie time. We're almost done. We've got a lot of movies. I mean, well, not no, almost. We are not even halfway through. <laughs> We're getting close. Ish. Buckle um, up. It's a long episode. That's what we do. Um, all right. Uh, honorable mentions first, or do you just have five movies? I just have five. Let's talk about all the ones that I've seen that I'm excited about, uh, that aren't on there. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Okay. Uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that it wrapped up things. Um, not much else I have to say about it. Um, Booksmart. I, I showed my love for Booksmart. Um, uh, I thought it was a really clever, uh, smart, like, uh, high school, Party movie, uh, not your run of the mill one. Felt like what uh, like broke the barriers that like Superbad did when it did, but just in a different way. Not like it's a copy of Superbad. Uh, Rocket Man, uh, the the Elton John, John movie, loved that. Uh, Knives Out, the Ryan Johnson uh, Who Done It, and uh, that's that was I, I was like how you said Who Done It Who Done It like Stewie again almost uh, Who Done It that that one. I really struggled not to put this in my top five, but there were a lot of good movies this year, so I had to. You something are not had to go. The first person I've heard say really good things about Star- about Knives Out. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I think the fact that I could rewatch that movie, even though I know the who done it mm-hmm. of it, makes it probably the best. It's the the off the wall acting is just killer on it. Um, Zombieland Double Tap was really good. Yeah, enjoyed that. Uh, the Joker. Haven't seen it. Really good. Enjoyed that. I'm excited. Movies I haven't seen. Joker's not on your top five either? No. Wow. No. Um, Wow. Movies I have not seen, but I would like to see, and I imagine they (laughs) are really good. (laughs) All Uh, the ones you said, that's that's in my list. You just (laughs) clear that one up. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Like to see that. Yesterday. That one where the the Beatles one. Yeah. I'm I'm interested in it for sure. The Lighthouse. I I want to see that movie so bad. It Chapter 2. I never Mm. got to see that. I own mm-hmm. that though. Um, John Wick Chapter Three, nice. Uh, Toy Story Four, okay. I watched first uh, Toy Story One and Two again, getting prepped for Toy on, Story Four on uh, the old Disney Plus. I did. Yeah. yeah. I wonder when they'll, if they'll add that. 
I know because Aladdin's going to be on there next month. Yeah. So I does Aladdin have a physical release yet? Has it been out on DVD oh, yeah. and stuff? It has been for a while. May. In no, it came out in May. You said May, really? May. <laughs> it came out in May. <laughs> um, it came out in May. Maybe June, July then. No, but July. I was watching that movie. I promise. Like no, maybe August. Maybe okay. Maybe, maybe August. August. Maybe August. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it like not like a long time ago now. And then Glass. I'd like to see Glass still. Yeah, I uh, really want to see it too. But uh, you're number five. Number five. Rocco's Modern Life. Static Cling. That's that's my number three. Is it really? <laughs> it's my number three. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I did not think that you would even put that on. No, there. <laughs> it's on there. It's one of the movies. It was so good. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely adored it mm-hmm. so much. Like it. It's it's up there above some other shit. I think I've got it, like three <laughs> viewings on that. I've seen that more than I've seen the other movies on this list. I watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I don't have anything else to say about it besides nah, it's, like it's, it, we've already we dived in deep, so we could, deep into it. If we could do more of that, please. That yes. would be my only either, request. Either movies or just give yeah. me more or show, show in yeah. general. Exactly. I want to reboot Rock. <laughs> that uh, the the need and the desire is there. People will uh, pay for it. My number five is Lady and the Tramp. Really? Yeah. I liked it. I didn't because I didn't watch a lot of movies. Yeah, but oh. also, <laughs> You're like, I mean, it, legitimately, it's You're like I only year. watched five movies this year, so I had to Basically. pick one. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but it's no, still good. Legitimately, it was it was a great movie. Nice. I thought it was a really really solid adaptation, and that's what I said. If they were able to do that with like the Lion King and other live action movies that are yeah. in involving animals, like if they were like, hey, we're gonna make live action Aristocats next or something yeah. like that, and they did it in this vein, then. I'd be all for it. Yeah. I thought it was a solid film. Everybody knows you're not going to be able to get cats to do shit if you do real cats. Like, they like, can train cats. Like, they train the dogs. Like, it's they're gonna it's going to take, like, it'll five be, years for them to train time. those cats. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Let it take, it's been this long. I mean, we can wait another five years for the Aristocats. <laughs> they're like, we don't have enough money to train cats. <laughs> There's enough cats out there, though, so we could figure out which ones are the most trainable. Yeah, it's true. Uh, number four for me is Us. Cool. This was a killer movie. Uh, I blew it up when I watched it, but uh, this is, yeah, it's, you know, really weird. Jordan Peele, uh, I'm a believer in Jordan Peele mm-hmm. um, and what he does. He's is, good people. I really still want to dive more so into Twilight Zone, and I've never got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I, I haven't I seen that yet either. probably the first 10 or 15 minutes of the first episode okay. with uh, Camille Namjani. Oh, yeah. say his name? Ninjami. Have Ninjami. you seen his body? Yeah. He went, <laughs> through, God, the, he's he went through the Chris, Chris Pratt training. <laughs> yes, he did. Superhero training for, for Eternals. <laughs> he, but, I, uh, it seemed like he wasn't even required to do it. He was just like... I think, yeah. Like I, he, I saw one of the pictures on Reddit was uh, he met up with Sama Hayek, <laughs> and she saw him for the first time after they got shredded, and she's just like, like huge open mouth, a gape, stunned <laughs> face at him. Because <laughs> he even made a comment. He's like... I made the decision to go like deep into it. Like they probably wanted him to get fit, yeah. and he probably was like, "All right, like I'm gonna go hardcore yeah. into it." <laughs> yeah, take it serious. I like that dude. I I have it. I would like to watch that that uh, Twilight Zone. What's yeah. it on CBS All Access? Yeah, Ugh. that's why I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> sail the high seas to find it. Gotcha. That makes sense. Following you. Number four, it chapter two. <laughs> I watched it. How was it? It was great. Okay, so it I will a, enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's very good. It seems long, um, but it's it's worth it. It got, be... gets all the story beats out that you want to cool. get, and um, the ending is uh, real weird. Nice. Uh, no, I mean, spidery still. Okay, but spidery. We but we still got Pennywise body. Oh, 
Okay. Uh, it's big, real big spider. A real big spider. <laughs> yeah. But it gets, uh, yeah, you'll see. It's going to seem real long because I planned on watching chapter one again yeah. to remember how, like, to see it all like, kind of match up. You won't have to. Um, oh, you kind of get the recap of everything? A little bit, yeah. Okay. You get, so you get enough recap that you won't. I won't you be like, what happened? Yeah, if you, if you don't, then you won't, I mean, you, you won't regret not watching it okay. again. You'll, you'll get enough of it there. There's still plenty of kids in you know this me. as well, No regrets. And uh, fucking Bill Hader. Dude, good. Steals the fucking show. Nice. Like he's amazing in that role. Like he's so good. I like he's a good such Bill a good Hader. serious actor. I'm I'm so stoked. I want to watch Barry so bad. Yeah, yeah. But Very I think nice. I feel like that. That's if I dive into getting HBO now again for a little bit. Um, I'll, just I'll wait, about, wait and get HBO Max. I just meant for the time being. Oh. I mean, we'll probably get Max and keep Max, honestly, because oh, okay. there'll be enough shit for it. There's enough that you're excited but about with it. That's what I mean. I, I'll probably... I, I really want to watch Watchmen, and I really want to see Barry. They're slinging words around. They said uh, HBO Max is going to do family better than Disney Plus does. Wow. Well, I would like They're to slinging. see that. Yeah. yeah. What was the other thing on Apple Plus that was family thing that I want to see? Family? Or like, a, uh, Apple... Is it Apple Plus? What am I talking about? M. Night Shyamalan's Servant? No. Uh, the Ghost Rider reboot. They're doing Ghost oh, Rider yeah, reboot yeah. on there. It's it's already out on there. Yeah, soon it now. is. Yep. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet at all. I, but it's I on it's on my my list. I have not watched a thing on there. Yeah, though I've went on there and been like, oh, I'll watch that. Yeah, I'll watch pick that. out some shit. Yeah, uh, number three for me is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. See, I only got I didn't get to watch the whole movie, but we watched like the first twenty minutes, and I absolutely adored what I watched. Yeah. I thought it was a great film. But, yeah, um, we, we didn't, didn't get feel to like you could rate it. So. On no, there, no, not not. I mean, I didn't want to go off for twenty minutes. I want to watch a, do a movie that I actually watched. That's fair. It gave me all the feels. This was, I mean, even in the trailers, it gave it gave us. All, we talked about the feels of just like childhood and everything, and they did it right. It was one mm-hmm. of those things. It just like the Mandalorian is like they we waited this long for a true like live action Pokemon movie, but we waited this long for the right reasons because it definitely is done right. Like it feels so good. And it's so neat to see all that kind of play mm-hmm. through. So, I uh, there's no reason why that one's not number three on my list. Uh, my number three I already said, which was Static Ling. Oh, and yeah. And then, uh, so I guess I'll just go ahead and do my number yeah. two. My number two is Avengers Endgame. Ah-ha. Uh, obviously, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a lot mm-hmm. at the time of, and I love you 3000. Aw. That's it. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot number never, two for I've me. Never watched it. I have got, had the pleasure of watching it twice, mm-hmm. and uh, being the uh, the crazy Kevin Smith fanatic, um, it it had to be on the top five list. Um, it comes out January twentieth to uh, home video, and uh, I'm <laughs> I just thought about something, and I'm super excited for the world to see this movie. <laughs> what is, what are the chances? <laughs> That we have the same number one again. <laughs> I, I, it would be pretty bizarre considering neither one of us has seen the movie. Are you telling me that we, <laughs> number one is, is Star Wars Episode Nine: <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker? I put it on there because I knew I was going to love it so much. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but I just did it as a fluke. We're, uh, but I was just thinking, I was like, surely his number one's not Avengers Endgame. 
No. No, it would be Star Wars Episode Nine: wow. Rise of Skywalker. Every category so far. Yeah. We will venture apart in these next two. I'm sure. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Uh, yeah. I, uh, we don't have anything we can say about it except for the trailers look great. <laughs> they sure do. Uh, did you watch the uh, the Fortnite uh, little sneak preview that they did on there? For Fortnite? That was the, the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. I've never played more than five seconds of Fortnite, and mm-hmm. I died a bunch of times. Everybody shot me, and I was like, I'm not part of they this game. They did this with, uh, uh, when Endgame came out. They did it with uh, You Could Play as Thanos. So, no, no, no. This is different than that. So, there was an in-game event, which they, they have mm-hmm. events all the time. Yeah. Um, and I somebody had asked if I would if I could sit down and watch it with them. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it with you. And, uh, and so, when... They did this like the you had like a million falcon come in and then you had uh, um, some star destroyers come in mm-hmm. the sky and whatnot and then the uh, the millennium falcon landed and this guy came out and he started talking and he was like hey guys blah blah blah, blah. we're talking about stuff and then JJ Abrams uh, Fortnite character came out mm-hmm. and they introduced a clip of Star Wars like the movie like they put a screen up yeah. and you backed up and you watched it's like they did that with um, was it Marshmallow Marshmallow performed a live concert a full oh, live really? concert in there that's cool so if you were in a Fortnite match at that point in time for a full hour and a half you were part of an actual live that's cool marshmallow concert like yeah. his his animated character was there and he had a, a in you I watched some of the clips of it yeah. he had a full like CGI dot suit on oh. so it was actually moving and reacting to what he was doing in real nice. time live on the internet and it was just a full like Everything was like lit That's up cool. the screen, like the whole sky was just like rave sky. Yeah, like everything changed and whatnot. So it seems like it's pretty similar yeah. to that. It took over with that. it and uh, showed a clip of the movie. Cool. Um, it was just a kind of funny part, but like Ray's using the force and and mm-hmm. stuff. It's like kind of a like um, you I let us watch, pass I kind didn't of thing. Watch episode the uh, chapter seven of the Mandalorian, but I did see. The, did you like, watch two the clip? Clip that yeah. was on there. Where they're that that ice kind of building mm-hmm. and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah, so th- I guess that's not where the throne room was, yeah. kind of what we were thinking at, at that time. Uh, but yeah, so I've seen a, a lot of clips of it. No spoilers. I'm super excited that I'm, I'm going to see this movie tomorrow with no spoilers. Um, and uh, I'm expecting it to be awesome. I will shoot you a very spoiler-free review tomorrow night, maybe when I get out and be like, it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, where we move on to from here, music? We go to music. A lot of good music in 2019. There was. I definitely made a very uh, big shift over to a lot of pop and rap type music this year out of my normal, like, what are the rock bands that came out with music? Like, there's very little rock in my in my, in my my role. I guess we should hit up some Let's honorable see. mentions first. Let's do that. And then we'll dive into the top five. I've got a lot of honorable mentions. I don't have a huge chunk, but I've got. Uh, I could be a little bit more choosy, probably honestly. Okay. On things I like. Choosy and pick like uh, pick pick a few. If you I'm want. gonna say um, I really enjoyed some 41's order in decline. Cool. Um, I we talked about when that. it came out. It's yeah. like uh, some 41's my like I don't ever expect to love some 41, but then when when their most recent like last three like albums come out, I'm like, oh, this is really good. I enjoy this yeah. a lot. And they've gotten a lot into like they for they're not like the next Metallica, but they're kind of like 
the modern day like if you grew up listening to like the punk version of some 41 like they've matured into like this nice like real solid rock band and like cool. metallica was like the thrash like yeah. and then they've turned into a real solid rock band like yeah. and that's kind of what some 41's journey has been so i really enjoyed that um also the the tenth uh, Harley Quinn Smiths band, mm-hmm. uh, their album Dunes came out this year. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. The like bubblegum punk, yep. uh, kind of sound. Uh, so really enjoyed that one. I didn't put it in my honorable mentions, but I did enjoy what I listened yeah. to. Yeah, and then um, just a couple more from me. Slater Kinney's new album, The Center Won't Hold, was mm-hmm. a really good uh, tune. Um, it wasn't as good as their last effort, but I really enjoyed it. Saw them live. It was uh, stellar. And then uh, no new album, but Halsey's new singles for the Manic album that comes out next month mm-hmm. have been amazing. I love Halsey. And so um, it's not – I didn't put it on here because it wasn't a full album. Sure. But uh, I just wanted to just suck on that a little bit. And uh, last but not least, uh, local band Lone Howl, uh, uh, one of my friends uh, – a friend of a friend of them. Um, and I've seen them like three times this mm-hmm. year. Uh, just because one of my friends is like, "Hey, we gotta go see Lone Owl." I'm like, "Okay, we'll go." And uh, and they they don't disappoint. Their album is really good. It's real catchy. It's kind of like folk country esque, and they've got like six seven people in the band, like live fiddle players and saxophones and all kinds of stuff. And I really dig Lone Owl. So those are my honorable mentions. What about you? Uh, honorable mention wise, I've got uh, Mark Rebelay, uh which is Loop Daddy Two. He's the guy that does the. Uh, he makes the songs up on the spot. I oh, told yeah, you yeah. his videos uh-huh. and stuff before and everything. Some most of them are kind of semi comedy esque in a way. Uh-huh. Um, whenever they come off of them uh, a little bit, but he does have some other songs that are very more like of a serious tone and stuff. But he's got an amazing range and voice for a dude that's just doing it kind of goofy for fun. And he up until like right at a year ago, he was working in an office as an accountant, and then he just decided he was fucking fed up with his job, stopped it. Did all of his stuff with this, uh, with this, and started up uh, just doing DJing basically on YouTube, yeah. and then just kind of grew out from there. And now he's like touring the nation doing. This I love shit. that story. It makes me want to go. Hmm. I know. I I play with numbers now, and I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's it's the most interesting of stories. I like that. Um, the Lonely Island. Uh, the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience. Really? Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> Listen to it. it. was such a surprise, and it came from fucking nowhere. Yeah. But it was such a treat. They always, it's always a treat to me to get a new Lonely Island because I adore those dudes. Yeah. And just the absolute fucking oddball premise of Jose Canseco yeah. and Mark McGuire during the 1988 <laughs> World Series yes. with the Oakland A's. Yes. It's just such a weird fucking just all the whole thing is just about their steroid abuse and it's so fun. It was an educational experience for me honestly because yeah. I thought Mark McGuire got his start at the Cardinals. No, no, no. So he I had played, no clue. He played for years before then. Yeah. Yeah, leading up into I that. I thought he was like a rookie into the Cardinals. Yeah. But the cool thing, that's why I mentioned before too when we talked about it, that this, this whole storyline focuses on them during the World Series of 1988 yeah. when literally the next year they won the World Series. This one and the story is about them losing. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know why, but it is what it, it just is. tickles you. Uh, number, make sure I had one, two, three, and four. <laughs> make sure five. you got five. I, I do. I don't want to pull it through too many of them, and I'm pretty sure I typed them up right. 
Um, Weezer's <laughs> Black album. I thought it was a pretty solid album this time around. Yeah, um, it was. I, I was on my on my listy, but I was like, oh, cut, cut it back. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Highly suspect did not make my top five. Yeah. Though, like I said, it was disappoint, but there was enough tracks on it that I wanted to make yeah. an honorable mention of it. Um, there's a lo-fi artist that I really like for the past couple of years, and he put out a new album this year called uh, Parada. His name is a uh, one two W N W N W U N um TWO one okay. two like that. Um it's 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 super solid lo-fi and his albums are usually like 30 minutes or so okay. and every track is only like a minute and a half long but it's just really awesome chill lo-fi beats and I really like going to his stuff. He has albums that he writes usually once a year. Um he he'll write two to three albums a year because it's so I guess so easy for him to write. But once a year for the past four years, he's written a Christmas album called Snow. And he's got Snow Volumes 1 through 4 now. I see. Um, but those are always pretty solid. And then um, my last honorable mention is uh, Rex Orange County's new album, Pony, mm-hmm. um, that came out. But uh, that's that's my honorable mentions. There. What's your number five? My number five is uh, Function Space. I talked about him a little bit before. Um, his album Origins came out. And he also has some other new singles that he's thrown out as well. Um, one of which was the first one that I had heard. I didn't hear the album until I had heard that single first, which was uh, Maybe. It's very reminiscent of uh, John Mayer in the last few years, mm-hmm. kind of in that route that he's going, where it's kind of got a weird poppy, synthy 80s blend to it, kind of mm-hmm. like how New Light sounded in yeah. a way. Um, but it's got that kind of flavor to it, front to back. Um, and I, I, I love it. I love that genre of music. I'm finding that I like that more and more. Um, but yeah, that was my number five. Very nice. Mine is Devin Townsend's Empath album. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came out, I was like, this is going to be one of my top albums of the year. Like, I knew immediately that that was going to be kind of a, a, a changing experience of, of an album. Got the pleasure of seeing him live this year, um, performing some of the stuff off of there acoustically. And it was just a, a monumental album of just like crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I just fell in love with it immediately from the first single. Uh, wasn't even a big Devin Townsend fan before that, uh, and knew of him and knew that he had he was talented. Yeah. But that album really spoke to me, and I I definitely enjoyed the Empath. Good deal. Uh, my number four is uh, Gary Clark Jr.'s uh, "This Land." Uh, was made for me and you. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is a St. Louis native blues musician, um, and I guess blues rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really enjoyed his stuff in the past, but this album kicks so much ass and it has a really good heavy rock tone to it. But then there are songs that are on there that are just so reminiscent of like Prince even really like his guitar playing is fucking immaculate. He's amazing to watch and I, I adore it. Um, the actual song, this land, the, the, the self-titled track that's on there itself is just all about basically being scared to be a black man in America, kind of a thing. Yeah. So it's got a very heavy-handed message to it and whatnot, but it's 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 really good. Um, I, I, it's it's if you like anything that's like blues rock at all, which any way, shape, or form, definitely check out Gary Clark Jr. because you will be not be disappointed. Nice. Uh, my number four is Hobo Johnson's "The Fall of Hobo Johnson." That's uh, my number two. What? Yep. Um, this was uh, a surprise to me because 
I had heard Hobo Johnson. You had introduced me to him uh, a while back, and uh, from Peach Scones, and uh, I liked Peach Scones. Didn't really like anything off of the rise of Hobo Johnson. It wasn't like that album that really spoke to me. And then when this mm-hmm. one came out, I was like, oh. I like uh, Subaru Hatchback. Like, that's really good. And then, like, kind of just getting into it from that angle and mm-hmm. uh, and then just really listening to that one on loop. I listened to that album a lot this year. It actually took me a little, a couple of listens to get more so into this one than it did the first yeah. one. Because um, The Fall had, like, Romeo and Juliet and mm-hmm. other tracks on, on there that I absolutely adored. I loved the more melancholy, somber yeah. tones that kind of kicked upbeat. me into yeah. it. Yeah, and then the, the, the upbeat kind of took me a minute. And that's what... I mentioned before, I mm-hmm. think whenever I first heard the single for, um, uh, what's it called? The fucking big single. Hey, hey, I don't know. You know, I can't think of the name of it. I don't remember. God. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, that first single came out and it yeah. had more of a full band poppy effect yeah. to it in a way. Yeah. And Jay wasn't a fan of it because when we were listening to it on the way to work, just because it was so much of a, a shift yeah. as far as he goes. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like the poppy. The poppy, I, I end up more on the upbeat of the pops for sure. But mm-hmm. love it. Move Her Away is my favorite song on that album. Cool. If you wanted to know. I know you didn't ask, but I, just, I wanted to tell you anyways. Move Her Away is a really good track. <laughs> I, I honestly think that Subaru got back in my head. It's, my, my it's, really it's such a weird fucking quirky song. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I guess my number three is uh, the Black Keys. Let's rock. Yeah, uh, been a long time coming. It's been a bit since they've put out some new music. You love a good solid blues guitar. In a way, I don't know that I like, would necessarily call you're, this a you're blues You're three, guitar. four, and five. Like, well, he's he's a very heavily blues influenced guitar player. Yeah, and like all three of your three, four, and five are all like got a good like bluesy guitar influence to him. Yeah, nothing bad with that. Do you no, just, I, I just noticed that about you. Just a lot of. The kind of stuff that I kind of lean yeah, more towards. absolutely. And then, I mean, I don't know. There's, it's not really too much to say about it. I, I've, I've, I've always loved the Black Keys mm-hmm. since, uh, since uh, Brothers. Yeah. Back in the day, and uh, I will always love them. <laughs> uh, my number three is Lizzo because I love you. I almost put that down as an honorable mention, and I forgot. Uh, I mean, I should have put God, that in Lizzo has. I mean, I appreciate that I liked Lizzo before it was cool to like Lizzo, um, and not like I a hipstery kind uh, of way. I didn't hear her anything until Juice came out, but yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it when Juice came out, and then I started listening to more of the old music. Yeah, and then it kind of just grew from there because that new album didn't come out until probably like three months after Juice came out. Yeah, as a single. Yeah, there was a big a big gap yeah. on there. I totally brought up Juice in the in the thing. Yeah, yeah. I got a I got an. And and I that's this is the complete reason why I subscribe to like all kinds of different record labels like email blasts like mm-hmm. not email like their newsletters because they'll yeah. put out like here's singles from like our upcoming artists and everything and there was, she was one of those where I was like I really like yeah. this like it's, it's really thing. good I, I listened to or I I subscribed on to um, Reddit has a subreddit called uh, Listen to This oh yeah and it's just people suggesting odds and ends of different bands nice. and stuff that's how I kind of got into like one two and I, it's where I found function space as oh well. nice but um, it's a really good entryway to kind of finding some new artists and whatnot on yeah there. and so Lizzo is has like I said taken the world by storm and because uh, I love you has been a, a wonderful album. And uh, as I get to know more and more about her as a person and as an artist, it's just it's killer, mm-hmm. wonderful. 
What's your, what's your number two, dude? I already said Hobo Johnson. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. What's your number two, dude? My number two is Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties. Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties Routine Maintenance. Okay, uh, it's their their second album. It's uh, Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties is Dan Campbell from the Wonder Years, who everyone knows that I love the Wonder Years. You do. Uh, it's his other band that is more of like a a country folk kind of vibe to it. Um, and uh, Routine Maintenance was a really good, solid album of a bunch of. Uh, good songs about I've separation and divorce. Forgot to tell you that I started trying to, uh, because of you specifically, started listening to the Wonder Years and trying to get more into it and stuff yeah. like that. And it's not hard to get into. I'm not saying yeah. like it's difficult or anything. I've just meant like I never really gave them too yeah. much of a time of day. But I'm enjoying it. Good. It's good stuff. I uh, After you told me that they were coming to St. Louis, mm-hmm. I, I, March. I bought tickets immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh, yep, I'm getting tickets for that. Yeah. And uh, they, were, they were cheap. They were cheap enough to where I was like, if I like, I would just buy yeah. tickets every, for everybody. I had to cancel it, but that was the same way whenever Man Man came around. I got yeah. me and Mandy's tickets for like, it was pre sale stuff. And it was since it was pre sale, it was like 15 bucks nice. a piece. I was like, there's no reason for, nobody should not be going to this Absolutely. show. This Man Man's too good. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I guess I should have put them on. They were single esque as honorable mentions as well, like too, because they got yeah. a couple of them. Yeah, like that as well. What's your number one, son? My number one is Cage the Elephant's Social Cues. It's not the same as mine, so they're good. It is not. No, I figured this one wouldn't be for no. sure, but I knew that. Uh, you did this, this album. I remember you blowing this one up. Jesus Christ, dude. I cannot <laughs> stop still listening to it. It's so good. Just randomly, you'll hear, I'll hear the actual that title track on the radio now because it's a single social oh, pieces. Yeah. Um, and just be like, I've now I just got to go listen to the album yeah. kind of a thing. Got to um, do it. Front to back, it's just absolutely solid. This awesome. is my favorite Cage of the Elephant album. Good. It's uh, it surprised me how much I actually enjoyed it as well. Um, but yeah, it makes me excited for any time that they come around. Hopefully, I can get to see them. I know they played. I should with, try uh, to visit them again. They played with Beck at the Chavettes, I think maybe. Okay. Um, whenever they did like a co-headline tour, cool. So they were already around recently, but um. If they come around again and they're actually like at the pageant or something like that, I might try to catch them. I don't want to really go to see them in an arena show, I don't think. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a huge arena I'm, dude anyways. I'm out of them. The biggest arena thing that I would go to is the amphitheater, which we're, we're saying. But it's, and, it's so like, it's so open. You know what I mean? Outside yeah. and stuff, there's so much more going on. I'm, it's such a big I'm crowd. over amphitheater shows. I'm over outdoor <laughs> shows. I'm over big shows. Like... I am at this point in my life, it's like if it's not a small club or like like the pageant is the biggest I would love to go to a show for. Will I go to another one? Absolutely. Will I go to see Incubus at the Stifle Auditorium? Absolutely, I will. Uh, and I will not complain about it. But if I'm going to choose a show, I want something that's up close and intimate and more of a club setting. Uh, I just love that that way of doing things. Cool. My number one is Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding. Hollywood's Bleeding. I love that album. I have I don't know what I've listened to more. The new Halsey singles, the Hobo Johnson album, or the Post Malone album. Like those have been like my loop. Uh well, especially Post Malone and Hobo Johnson, because those came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. Like they were just I will like, say that I, I would just I, mix I've, them. I've enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed the Post Malone as more uh, as more than I thought I would for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Circles is such a good single, and I still hear it on Alt 2K yes. a lot and mm-hmm. whatnot. And every time I think of it, I'm just like, this dude got a music video where he's a knight in shining armor singing this song, and it's kind of <laughs> weird. Because <laughs> it, it just automatically, because it plays the gif of it on Spotify. That's how oh, it does. I see. Like it has like whenever your album's on there and it has a video for it that's tied to it, and the artist allows it to be on there or mm-hmm. something. It basically plays like a 10 second gif of whatever it is. That's, that's weird. Loop, and it's just him walking through the field doing this while he's like walking, <laughs> and I'm just like, really? I forget that that's how that goes. That's how that works. Yeah. That's funny. It doesn't seem like a very, I'm going to dress up in a full suit of armor song, but. He did whatever he wants. Yeah. He's crazy. And the spur, that whole, that whole him being, having Ozzy on there spurring Ozzy to get inspired to want to write a whole album album and stuff is really awesome. That's pretty cool. We we talked about a couple of times, but that was rad. Absolutely. Comics. Comic books. As stated before, some of these are obviously not, not from this 19 year. 19 releases. Yes, but uh, I think at least one of them is. Cool. My number one, I think, is for sure. Do you have mentions or you just have five? I just got the five that okay. I wrote. I, I could have mentions, but I just did the five. For I'll do one. my mentions. Um, I have a, a little book called Kingdom Hearts 3, the manga. Manga. Uh, I really enjoy the the Kingdom Hearts mangas. Um, I they, still have only read uh, one in the Chain of Memories. Yeah, they uh, they give a little bit of an insight to things how they kind of happened and a different angle. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like the same conversation but a different camera angle, and maybe you're picking up a conversation you didn't hear during the game. Um, Fun fact: I didn't know this, but. Uh, did you know that other nations read books backwards like that? Besides Japan? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Wow. Uh, uh, a lot Betty's, of, uh, Betty's uh, the teacher that I told you about before that we have come over, Miss mm-hmm. Robbie. Yeah. Remember she came over, she had a children's book that has like English subtitle to it that reads the same way, but it's from Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. And I had no idea that so it was like lot, that. It was really, like, it's a really cool book and everything, but you have to, it's full on, same way, backwards and stuff like that. So it's like the, the whole, like, almost like all of the Asian continent? Like, Maybe. I mean, technically that. It's not an Asian continent, but... Is it not part of Asia? Saudi Arabia? Yeah. No. Is that Central Asia? I don't think so. Or Western Asia? Maybe. Maybe. maybe Because I don't think it's part of Europe. It's not Europe. So it would have to be I don't know if it was technically like the middle... That section of the Middle East, if that was technically Asia, or if that's that's technically part, like, if we would call it Africa, even. No, I don't think... I think because Africa stops at Africa. Yeah. Like anything north of Africa that isn't so Europe we would call is the Middle East. We would Asia. Just call that Western Asia. It is West Asia. Yeah. West Asia. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I guess maybe it's maybe it is the entirety of Asia. Reads uh, maybe that way as far as that. That'd goes. be interesting to find out. I really didn't know that until that happened, and I just thought I'd just mention that. Real Facts. Quick. Facting. <laughs> um, and then the White Trees, which was a uh, a little like two issue miniseries Sounds that was like done. A, a lost Jimi Hendrix album that nobody knew exists <laughs> until this year. <laughs> It's real specific. I like that. Um, it was a really good little read. Uh, it was essentially about these three warriors that are older that have kids, and their kids get kidnapped, and they have to go find their kids. Um, but there's a lot of like sex and uh, and uh, like beasts, uh, like beastmen, and like and this elf, this man elf, and this good, love me good sex comic. This man beast are, are like a couple, and they have like uh, mm-hmm. have sexual relationship. And nice. They his, his ex wife's there, and getting that beast. There's dick. a lot of like uh, like like hard cocks uh, like drawn oh, on there and nice. stuff. Like it's pretty graphic. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's good. The this story is, the, is... This is the year of Dick. I like it. Bat Dick uh, was here. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is an image title, so you're guaranteed to get dick anyways. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, the story was pretty solid. Yeah. It. Um, and then Second Coming, which is not mm. about dick at all. Um, it is, sounds like it, though. I know. This is the book that Ahoy Comics picked up after Vertigo dropped it, and then Vertigo then collapsed. Uh, Second Coming is the uh, story about Jesus Christ being handed off to uh, a Superman type oh, character yeah. when uh, God gets tired I of remember like. remember you talking about it now. Yeah. And so the premise, I've actually read this now because I was talking about it before it came out. Uh, so God has his the way that he's done things. And then when Jesus comes around, it's all about love and forgiving people. And God's annoyed at Jesus because Jesus is like, you just got to love everybody. And God's like, no, you're my son and you need to like toughen up a little bit and give people tough love. They need to follow fucking rules. Like they need to do this stuff. Yeah. And so he ends up giving him to like the Superman type guy and is like, here, spend a day with him because he actually knows how to handle bad guys and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And so that's the whole premise is like Superman's Superman, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is supposed to be teaching Jesus how to like actually apprehend bad guys and like punish people. <laughs> and uh, it's funny. It's it's pretty good. That's awesome. Uh, but that, those are my uh, my honorable mentions of the year. Uh, cool. Yeah. You want me to start? If you want to, what's your number five? Number five is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. This is the miniseries that surprised me out of everything. Miniseries? Miniseries. That surprised me out of everything. I did not expect to enjoy a miniseries about Star the, Wars that's the, based on the theme park. Yeah, this is the tie-in to yes. the theme park. Um, I thought, I'll read this because, you know, whatever, it's Star Wars. Uh, but I actually enjoyed the fact that they, they brought in characters from their expanded comic book universe, the animated series, the movies. They brought them all into this kind of cross-realm of how it all kind of plays together mm-hmm. with the Galaxy's Edge theme park and and how that uh, works. So I really enjoyed how they pieced it together. They did a lot of like flashbacks of storytelling of things that you didn't know about like Han, like a Han and Chewie solo uh, story and like Hondo that's from like Clone Wars and Rebels and a story about him and Greedo and and um, Dr. Aphra. And so there was a, it was a really cool like kind of crossover book. Uh, that was really just to promote a, a theme park that they were opening up. Didn't they just uh, do a Doctor A for a standalone comic? Is that just started? yeah? They do. They, uh, they've had one for years. It's been started. Yeah, I didn't know how long. Yeah. I just saw it for the first time. Yeah, it's it's good. Cool. Doctor A for is a good character. You've I mean you've read Doctor A for yeah. coming out of like Darth Vader and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I like her. She's a good character. Cool. Um, I've got her first appearance just in case she ever ends up like being in movies and being a big deal. Hopefully that comic book's worth a couple bucks one day. That'd be really cool. That'd be nice. Uh, what's your number five? Number five, I'm going to make it up as a two-way tie because it was too hard for me to pick between the two. Um, but my uh, my number fives would be uh, the Batman Court of Owls. Nice. Because I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Art style-wise, it's amazing. Good story. That kind of really kick-started. I guess that was like the 2016 uh, that when that started, and that was kind of Is that of really like, when that started? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was so long ago. No, it was 2016, it said. Um, and it's, it's that arc of Batman and the way that they did the storytelling with, you know, Batman's internal monologue in the bubble. Yeah. In, in not that it's not been done that way before. Of I mean, course. it always is that way. But 
uh, just that way and the way that it's drawn in particular really resonated with me for some reason, his internal monologue, yeah. and the way that they did the storytelling, especially whenever he's actually like in the court of the owls, like their chambers in and the stuff maze in the and everything. And you actually like the concept, which I talked about before, like mm-hmm. the pages turned where you actually, if yeah. you were to read the trade, you would actually have to physically yeah. like turn it around and stuff. It's very involved and you're actually like kind of going insane with him in that point in time. Um, it's kind of like I reading really like awesome. Arkham Asylum, like yes. reading that. Yeah. Um, but I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, down there with it also, I just finished reading all of the, uh, the entirety of, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, nice. Um, and it is a fucking cool story. Really awesome characters and everything as well. Um, cool concept. I thought it was really neat how it follows, uh, it follows this Padawan character who's, uh, training and learning the ways of the force. Um, and, his mentor, his master, and the other masters that are training the rest of the other Padawans, basically all are, all except for the one main master, are all um, seers, like they can see into the future. Mm-hmm. And they all have the same vision that the Padawan that you follow is going to turn into a Sith and, and, kill, um, and kill all of them. So in turn, they kill all of these other Padawans so that way nobody would be able to tell like like all oh, of our Padawans turned against mm-hmm. us kind of a thing and they're kind of like waiting for him to get there and whenever he gets there he manages to get away so the whole entirety of this is just one massive fugitive story of this Jedi trying to escape his masters that think that he's going to eventually turn into a Sith and 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 kill them when in actuality it's all kind of like a big ruse there's actually a Sith that is disguised as a Jedi in the first place that is like kind of a main master alongside these other masters that's clouding all of their judgment and making them see false futures to, in order to kind of take down other Jedi. Nice. And it's really like a fucking cool obtuse story, but the characters they add in that the Jedi, that the main character you follow kind of befriends along the way, which is like this old smuggler guy of like a, like a weird alien smuggler guy. Um, these two people that are of this a similar alien race that they pick up that they they have a ship that they escape on. Um, it, it's it's just a really cool weird accumulative story, but um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Very but cool. yeah, but I think that one came out. It came out in like 2006. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm pretty sure I think like I said, Quarter Vows is 16. Yeah, I think. My uh, my number four is the Dark Knight Returns: The Golden Child. Yeah. This is a been seeing uh, a lot of buzz about this. Yeah, the one shot that came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is a, a Frank Miller story, obviously, with it being The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I enjoy, I love The Dark Knight Returns yeah. and anything that kind of plays off of it, the Strikes Again, The Master Race, uh, The Jokers, uh, I can't remember the Joker one that they did uh, not too long ago. But uh, The Golden Child is uh, essentially a story uh, after everything that's already taken place, uh, after the, the events of Master Race. The Three Joker that. one? No, no, no. That's that's a totally different. That's, that's a different story. That's not a. That's not a Dark Knight Returns. It's not. Okay. No, I didn't know which. one. I thought maybe the Joker one you were talking about was that one. And oh I didn't no, no, know no. Who did that one? No, that that one. Uh, that hasn't come out yet. I don't think that is it. Not is it? Um, maybe I'm just seeing people talk about it. That's what's his face. Um, I don't he's know. got a. He's, he looks like a jock. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, he did the Flash run not too long. The like the one of the like uh, Flash Rebirth, like the big one. Uh, Jeff Johns. 
Okay. That's who's doing the three Jokers. Um, and I don't think it's come out yet. No, uh, it's like the Joker's Last Crusade or The Last Crusade or something like that. That's what that one's called. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, but that's all, it's all part of uh, this. Um, uh, Frank Miller stuff. Sorry, got sidetracked. Uh, the Golden Child is taking place after the Master Race. Um, and uh, Carrie Kelly has become Batwoman. And uh, so she is um, an act, active Batwoman doing things. Uh, she makes mention of Bruce being the boss, as she's always called him the boss. And uh, But you actually don't see Bruce in this, in any of this. Um, but he's he's just kind of taken an Alfred type role at this point in time, um, as he is old as snot. And uh, so they are going through, and it actually starts with Laura, uh, who is uh, Superman and Wonder Woman's daughter, um, and she's talking to this new baby, Jonathan, which is the baby we see in the Master Race that Wonder Woman is carrying around. It's it's her and 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 Superman's newest baby. So so Jonathan has grown up a little bit. He's probably like five, four, five, something like that. I would imagine. And he had. They talk about the strength of his powers being stronger than any of theirs. Like yeah. he's stronger than Superman. Stronger than anybody. I'm imagining like this is like Superboy Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I would in some shape or form. Um, and Laura's got a very just like. Uh, dark look on humanity and why are we saving these people and all of that stuff and uh, and Jonathan's kind of she's kind of maybe kind of almost like a Jason Jaina type thing in a yeah way. well and, but I mean, there's such a like Laura's like in her 20s like she's yeah. way older um, but but she's just kind of showing Jonathan the ropes a little bit and uh, but so while she's kind of walking showing walking through showing Jonathan humanity and why are we doing these things for people um, you've kind of got Carrie Kelly doing her her thing on the streets, and she's actually fighting protesters about Donald Trump. Oh, like it's all very like in theme on everything, and the whole story is. Is this the one that I've seen? Like, like had like the Joker, and he's dressed up like, or he's like, is this the same? Like story? a red, white, and blue, like yeah, Joker. like yeah. he's like he's like all for Trump kind of a thing in a way. He uh, Trump is actually in this story is a puppet of dark side and the jokers oh. like they are actually controlling everything on the background <laughs> of it all and how fucked is that <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so it comes out once you know as everything's said and done they defeat him and everything and it comes out that he's just been a pawn to their plan That's crazy and all of that and uh and uh, jonathan is the golden child yeah um he he ends up being able to just defeat dark side and just crumbles like it's it's pretty cool. It's just a one shot and nothing, nothing too crazy. But That's cool. um, I love the art style. is really good. It's Frank isn't drawing it. I can't remember who the the artist on this is, but they they are. He's either handpicking people who have a similar art style to him, or they are kind of making their style a little close to him. Like they're kind of mimicking his, trying uh, at yeah. least his art style when it came to like the Dark Knight I got books you. and things like that. But uh, another solid entry into that. He could just keep doing this. I think he plans on uh, doing like just little stories or maybe like little mini series um, to keep this going as long as he can, and that he's into it. So that's yeah. my number four. Nice. Uh, my number four is going to be uh, the Lock and Key series. I've read all of it now. Um, you read all of it? Yep. Do you read the newest one, the Dog Days one? That just came I out. didn't read that one yet. I read, I didn't know I read if you the would... first six volumes. Of I actually saw it, and uh, 
at a store, and I almost picked it up for you because yeah. I was like, I know you don't get to go out to the comic shops, but I know you don't read physical much either. No, though. not usually. Um, but no, it, it's it was such a good storyline. I love the way that it wrapped up and everything too. But uh, which you know we talked about it before on the show. Do you see that it's image? Such a, such a weird the Netflix image. No, not yet. It's just that image of like the back the of somebody's neck with a key in yeah. it. Uh, it looks pretty pretty yeah. sweet. I'm excited for that. I, I keep telling Mandy about it. I was like, you legitimately would like this. I told a couple of the ones that are on my list. I told her I was like, yeah, I've we. I said I'd, I would. I want to go out and I want to buy the physical trades of this just to have as yeah. part of a collection, anyways. Um, that kind of collector mentality to just to kind of have it that way. It's on there. I said there's another one that I wanted her to to read as well too, but. Um, it's such a solid story. I remember whenever I very first started and I talked about it, I was, how weird and quirky kind of the artwork was. It's just yeah. the way that the faces were drawn. It's not like it's hyper-realistic. It's just that it kind of had a weird look to it. But now it's just like so ingrained in the way that it's it's so synonymous with the way that this looks and feels. It wouldn't be lock and key had it not looked like that yeah. in the first place. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such good storytelling. It's so – that whole – the whole first like arc, I'm thinking about this being what they'll put on Facebook or on Facebook almost. <laughs> this being what they put on Netflix, it, it's it, there's so much shit in it that's gonna be so fucked to yeah. see in like real life. Like watch like whenever uh, what's his face, fuck the the kid that becomes a serial killer. It's like 15. Uh, is it Boyd or whatever his name is? He he. There's a point in time whenever he's driving cross country to try to get to. Um, Lovecraft, where they're at mm-hmm. on the island yeah. of the house, and um, he's in this like he's basically like blowing truckers to try and get yeah. from like place to place. And I remember you talking about that? Yeah, I just thought it was like it's such a fucked thing because he could have just killed the guy to begin with, but no, he blew the trucker and then gets to the place and then decides he's going to kill the trucker and then takes the trucker's truck. But he didn't have to. He could have skipped that. That's just the fu- kind of fucked mm-hmm. up that he is already that he's just like yeah sure i'll blow a trucker and have him be company and then kill him when we get to the destination yeah so i mean it's just it's just that kind of seeing that on, on a small screen is going to be kind of weird fun yeah if they try to go that route whatever they try to do on it yeah, yeah. but uh, joe hill is such a good writer he is I, I i thoroughly have enjoyed the story it went some places that i kind of thought it might eventually go but um but yeah there's some elements to it at the end of it that i didn't i didn't see coming nice. for sure that's it's uh it's a good surprise, but uh, definitely recommend that. So that's I'm my e- number four. I'm excited to dive into his Hill House Comics line at DC. Yeah, because it's on Black Label. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, my number three, and I realized that right before I was when I looked over at it, I didn't finish the series. It's the Umbrella Academy Hotel Oblivion that came out this year. Yeah. I didn't read the last issue yet. <laughs> I yeah. forgot because I, I was reading it as it came out, mm-hmm. and then I got behind and I read all of those, and I was waiting for issue eight to come out, and I never read issue eight. Um, I really enjoyed just. I mean, we talked about Umbrella Academy a couple yeah. times. I enjoyed the art style. Uh, Gerard Way's writing is great. Uh, the concept of the Hotel Oblivion being kind of the prison where they put their their uh, villains away uh, is very cool. And uh, I am looking forward to finishing it. I guess there you go. <laughs> uh, let me get back in here on there. Uh, I wanted to make sure I had my my list right. <laughs> My number three is, uh, as per recommended by you, 
Wicked and the Divine. Yes. Which obviously didn't come out this year again, yeah. but such a fucking cool story. And I told Mandy, I was like, I've got the physical trait of this one. Yeah. There's no reason for you to not read it Absolutely. whenever you get some time because it's totally worth it. Yeah. And it's such a cool way to take the gods and characters of that nature yeah. and just be like, you're going to live for a couple of years and then you're just going to yeah. die. And then after, what, seven years or nine years it is, I think they get brought back. No, it's uh, Isn't, like it's on a loop, 80. Right? It's 80? Yeah, it's a big gap. It's a big gap. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember how, maybe they only live like seven years. Yeah. It's yeah. something like it's that. A, it's a very small amount that they live. I thought that felt like gap. it was um, maybe they're only on Earth for two years because they start off every single time as maybe like, like two or 19 three. and they die when they're like 21. Yeah. Kind of a thing like that. that. Something like something that. that effect. But regardless, the concept, the stories, the characters, I've only read the first two volumes now. Yeah. I'm so excited to see where they go because the, the, the chick's starting to get her. Yeah, her, like latent abilities and mm-hmm. stuff. Now. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, um, I'd, yeah I'm, I'd, I'm digging it. I really just love stories with old gods in it. Like, I think that's just a thing I like. Like, between like just interesting. The that's, myth that's, of like that's why yeah. like God of War has always been so interesting. God of War is great. Yeah. The mythos of it and everything. And if they continue forward with Norse gods yeah. after the end of where we're at now, yeah. that's fine. There was rumors at one point in time they were talking about like the next god of war. It would just be him going from mythos to mythos nice. to try and find some form of like civility where he could just be okay to oh, live yeah. in peace finally once and for all. And somebody was saying like, oh, the next time he goes, he, they were talking about tossing around the concept of uh, doing Egyptian for like the next uh, the next game or something like that. And then you'll actually like oh, Anubis is like your big bad yeah. kind of a thing this time around. and. I yeah. was like, that's fucking cool with me because I love and eat up that shit. Yeah. Well, and, and and being that like Gaiman is like one of my favorite writers and that he grabs from there, like grabs mm-hmm. like with good omens being like Christianity and with mm-hmm. the American gods and Sandman even has a lot of like yeah, I was gonna those say, old he's, he's got lores like Lucifer and stuff. Yeah. And stuff. He always pulls from that. Absolutely. Kind of shit. Yeah. It's, it's just so good. But then having stuff Who like. Fables? Fables is uh, Buckingham. Okay. Uh, Mark Buckingham, I think, I is the writer on that. I just didn't know who who was it. Is it Mark Buckingham? I need to read more fables. I love fables. That story. Is so good. I've only read, yeah. I only have. I think I've read like the first like three or four trades. I've read only the first two. Actually, me. Yeah. Me, I have. I, it's solid. It's it's really then, good writing uh, too. What's the spinoff? The Jack, Jack of, of Fables. Tri- Jack of Fables. Yeah. Yeah. Jack of cool Fables. Too. And there's a there's a bunch. There's of the, spin-offs one, the one on that's there. the the it's uh. Their telling of a thousand and one nights too. Yeah. That's really mm-hmm. cool. I've heard. I've not read that one, yeah. but it I've got good. it all um, yeah. on digital. But I I haven't read them. Um, let's see. Where am I? Where three? number two? Two. Um, two is a combination. House of X, Powers of X. The kind of event leading up mm-hmm. to the rebrand and the reboot of the X Men series under Marvel. Um, primarily, this is the one where you can see Xavier on the front with a giant weird domey X yes. on, right? Yeah, one, one of one of those. That would be. Uh, <laughs> The House of X Because I think I remember yeah, asking him, just like, who is this supposed to be? And you're like, that's Xavier. And I was like, yeah. why is he walking around? Yeah, yeah that's House of X. Uh, and then Powers of Ten, sorry. Gotcha. Um, so this is the one that's, that's where you said where it was the Powers of Ten, ten is one yeah. year, ten years, hundred yeah. years thing or whatever. Yeah, in the that's future. Powers of Ten is that okay. one. And then House of X is more of like a, a, a standard like storyline straight okay. through. I didn't think I would like Powers of Ten uh, very much because I don't like when like storylines are just like hopping all over the place. But I really enjoyed once I saw like it took until about issue six of an eight issue arc to see how everything was really 
playing through on there. But once I did it, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, it's really well written. That's cool. But, like, you had to stick with that book. If you dropped out, like, halfway through and was like, this is kind of shit. Like, you would have missed out on something great. But you wouldn't have been wrong. Like, it wasn't, like pulling you in every time the first couple like issues any were... of our books that we've mentioned on this list are kind of similar to that yeah you have to spend some time with them <laughs> yeah but uh jonathan hickman's run i haven't really gotten to read the x-men books that have spun out of these mm-hmm. two but these two as a just a, a chunk uh were a really great series for this yeah show. what's your number uh, two my number two is east of west yeah i've read the first four trades now and that story surprised the shit out of me because I mean, like I mentioned before, the first one I just kind of read on a on a whim, mm-hmm. um, opened up and just kind of was just like, I'll see what this is like and stuff. And it was very, it's so like just visual. There's like no really story beat to it for yeah. that first. What would be, I guess, maybe like the issue or so, and uh, how it just starts picking up and coming up with the story of the the horsemen of the apocalypse and falling around death. Yeah, such a fucking cool character <laughs> and such a weird oddball story. I, I that's one of those things too, and and, and it's the same kind of principle as like. Uh, what was the AMC like into the Badlands? How the world is as we know it mm-hmm. is segmented and different because of like an alternate timeline or alternate history, if you will, in a way. And that's like very much so what this is. Like it even shows you, especially in the very beginning of volume four, because that was the one I read probably like a month or so ago. Um, which uh, as you start reading into it and delving into it actually really thoroughly explains like in very, very, very thorough detail, like where, the uh where the na- it, almost like video game stats in a way where in the nation it's actually yeah. broken up and segmented right. and it shows like there actually has like a power meter on there it was like uh army capabilities and it had like 10 bars and it was like filled up to like eight for yeah. like the the chinese army um and like uh charismatic and i was just like it's weird that they went this route with it like actually giving you physical stats mm-hmm. for some reason but then you kind of see like why the stats is that a, that's came a hickman play. book and mm-hmm. jonathan hickman yeah he's so just detailed in everything yeah. that he does and yeah, plans so out there's why vibe. you're doing the stats too because you're seeing it from the perspective of um arthur the 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 kid i got you that would come back uh, like these son these x-men books like there's like for no reason, it's just like languages, just yeah. like in the in the extra pages where there's credits. He's just like got these different languages of shit, and it's just like yeah. details. Of like here's the stats of this con, like same thing kind of thing. Like just too much like over detail, mm-hmm. and it's just like for I, I mean, sure it's just for him. It's like hey, I'm gonna do this. Like yeah. it's just kind of excited about it, whatever. No, it was such a that's it's cool. such a great story. I'm I'm excited to read more mm-hmm. in this year coming up and whatnot, but. Um, yeah, that's my number two. Very nice. My number one is a book called SFSX or Safe Sex. Uh, this was another book that uh, was ditched by Vertigo um, that Image picked up. Um, not that I'm sour about Vertigo at all whatsoever, except for that they just crumbled this mm-hmm. year. And uh, and I'm just really disappointed in them. Uh, but anyways, this book, uh, I've read the first issue, is super great. Uh, it's essentially... Uh, we're in a world where there's like kink clubs and stuff like that. Sure. And um, once again, a lot of graphic detail of like, there's, you know, the first page is like somebody getting fisted and whatnot. And, um, and so everybody's open about their sexuality and, and just doing has sex clubs and whatnot. And it gets, uh, it gets broken 
into, not broken into, there's been like, it's busted by the government or whatever. They shut it down and they turn the club into like this, this, uh, I think it's called the pleasure center. And it's this, this business and uh, the one of the, our main character, she uh, works for, or she's going on a job interview. She's got a boyfriend. We flash, flash forward like six months, a year or something like that. And uh, the boyfriend now works for the pleasure center, and essentially the government is now monitoring your your uh, your sex, and you have to turn in when you have sex and report it, and they have to make sure that you're not being too crazy with your sex and that you're you know you know who your partners are and that you're not being like too slutty or anything like that um it's a real wild concept but yeah. like they're policing it and her boyfriend works for that company now because you kind of have to conform if you want to the big government kind of thing at least in the city because they talk about May, you know, if we can get through like the next like six months, then we can get out of here and we can move to the country and we can do whatever we want. So it sounds like the city is kind of where they're doing it. And she uh, hasn't registered as as uh, his partner or something yet. And he's like, "You got to register. You got to do this." And I guess he goes in and he, since he works for the company, he goes to register for her. Hmm. He gets in trouble. They come looking for her, and she dips out of there and is on the run and. Uh, finds out that her people that she used to go to the sex club with um, have fa- have like an underground new sex club, and so that's where she goes to kind of escape from the government, and uh, that's kind of where issue one ends. And I haven't finished since then, but uh, very interesting story, neat artwork. Uh, the story seems interesting. It's actually written by a like kink writer like novel writer uh oh uh, and and so uh but i i enjoy anything that's sex related um and comics and uh, i enjoy that we are getting out of the taboo that you can't draw like boobs and and intercourse and it's all artistic stuff like that exactly it is and so having places where you can support that is is really cool and so check out safe sex if you like that that's my number one for the year my number one for the year is a Bolivian song. Nice. Um, as stated before, I think the only kind of like disjointed anything that I kind of just had to say about it that I wasn't a fan of at first was the pacing of the story mm-hmm. as how it kind of told um, because I felt like it was trying to rush it a little bit, maybe yeah. going a little fast or whatnot. But honestly, everything else about the story I really, really enjoy. I love the concept of... Uh, just the big blast radius of everything, what happened in Philadelphia and having like these alternate uh, areas of dimension in mm-hmm. a way. I love the concept of it being like the brother that's there and whatnot. And where I left yeah. off was uh, aliens. Have you kept up with it? Not yet. Not okay. completely all the way. I, love- like, I think it was a little bit ahead of you last time we talked, but like by an issue or two, cause I was reading by issue, mm-hmm. you were in my trade. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't picked it up in a while third, either. I think the I- third trade, is either out now or it should be out very soon. Fourth trade should be coming out soon, I would imagine. I'm even. not sure. I Are they in been. fives, right? They're in six. They're in sixes? Yeah. Okay, so no, not four. Not the f- fourth one being yeah. yet. Because I found it. Yeah, no, wait. I think 22 just yeah. came out, or 21 okay. or 22 just came out yeah. issue. So I, I, I didn't pick up the third one yet at all. But gotcha. I finished on the second one. The second one had the cliffhanger where it's like the aliens that are watching things. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not didn't know what's going on with that and everything, but it's, it's, it's interesting enough to me that I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. It was really hard for me to pick between a lot of these. And like I said, I felt like 
I felt like partially like I should have picked something that was going to come out this year, yeah. which would have been Oblivion Song. It didn't come out this year. It didn't this year? No. I thought that oh, the traits like are they not current. Yeah, but I mean, like the the book didn't start this year. No, it didn't start this year. But I but, mean, there's it's actually current and ongoing. Yeah, it is still ongoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I was I'm, going for like things that came out this year, like started this year was what I was looking at. No, no, I mean, I meant actually things that like there's still issues like coming even out. Still, this yeah, year. <laughs> that's the only yeah, one. That's that, what I mean. I'm like, picking up what you're laying down. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And then as far as like a, an ongoing, story it is still ongoing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um. No, that was that was my number one. I liked cool. it a lot, I, and you got me hooked on it. I, I like it a lot. It's something we share together. So Yay. there's not there's not a lot of uh, books that we read, or even really like media in general, and except for we clearly have. I just thought about it for the listeners at home. Okay, this is how we're ending the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Oh, we're going for, now for the listeners at home that are listening to this. Okay, on New Year's Eve. Ten, nine, nine eight, <laughs> seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year and feel New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. This is Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. <laughs> God.
IFNZ production.